The Beer Label Reader Bonus Show. Mysterious, elusive, cunning, always adapting to its surroundings. Chameleon IPA. Nothing but beer labels. Chameleon IPA is the ultimate master in disguise. Nature's a light camouflaged commando. Its hop infused make it happen. No one but D'Lo. Will surprise your taste buds with never, ever changing flavor sensations you'll never expect, but always remember. For over an hour. The year goes a summer as a traditional German style sour brewed with types of tangerines and a dash of salt that makes That's right, Trail Show listeners. We listened to your requests. You told us what you wanted to hear, and we're bringing it to you this November. Just in time for the holidays on CDBaby.com, the Trail Show Beer Label Reader Bonus Show. This will be a one-of-a-kind, very special bonus show of D'Lo and no one but D'Lo reading beer labels and nothing but beer labels for an hour and a half. This is the perfect gift for the diehard trail show enthusiast and newcomer alike. Every month, the trail show brings you more trails, beer, and nonsense. Our listeners have expressed a strong interest in hearing more beer label reading. The stories that beer cans can tell will take our listeners on journey guided by the soothing voice of D'Lo. So this November, look for the Trail Show Beer Label Reader bonus show on cdbaby.com for the low price of $19.99. Don't miss it. Go on over to cdbaby.com today and pre-order your copy of the Trail Show Beer Label Reader bonus show. Lucky 75, lemon honey, ginger ale. This imperial pale ale delivers a refresher. The Beer Label Reader bonus show coming to cdbaby.com in November. <clears throat> Are you guys, is this, is this really going to go down? A- an hour of listening to D'Lo drone on just reading beer labels? Because we usually we just edit that out. For the low price of nineteen ninety nine. Yes, the price is a bit high, I'll admit. But we had to buy a lot of beer for him to be able to read that many labels continuously for over an hour. Oh my God, let's just, please, let's start the show. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Can nobody fiesta? It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike D'Lo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Junaid Special 41. Daoud. I don't think you need to tell a funny pop if you got some of them little brandy on the little nub nub or something or something. And Daniel Out of Order. Uh, I like and now, broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. That was seamless, Disco. That was I was very, so impressed. Yeah, I feel it, like was, it was like it was, you know, the original soundtrack. Oh, man, I got to get, get that fixed, Triple O. I, that's my promise to you. Next month, it will be seamless. Hey, that's, that's all right. I feel special. I'm special. <laughs> He's special. Oh, I'm confused. Uh, come yeah, on. We'll, have, we'll have to update it, too. I, I, I mean, like, I do crack up every time I hear that Bill Cosby, but I'm also like, that's a little dated. Yeah, I agree. Maybe we'll update the whole yeah. intro. Every, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. New stuff. New stuff. Oh, my God. A new intro. Out with the old and with the new. Dangerous. All right, folks. We're coming to you live from the Bobby Walter Studio in South Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. This is The Trail Show. 
And we are live deep in the friendly confines of a listener's comfortable basement. A very generous listener. The Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over three quarters of a million times. Whoop! whoop. Knocking on a million, folks. Knocking on a million. Ain't saying. I'm not ready to make that announcement. I'm just telling you, we're knocking on it. Uh, 150 countries across the globe. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Google Play, and at thetrailshow.com. But still not in Cuba. Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hall. Here to talk to us about the most requested trail show, trail of the month in trail show history, the Superior Hiking Trail, we have Michael Grizzly Ivy. Arriba, 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 tata. Gol, gol, gol. Welcome, Grizzly, to the show, and thanks in advance for schooling us on all things Superior Hiking Trail. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Absolutely. Willkommen. Willkommen. Okay, POD, let's set the table Oh, and tell folks what's on the trail show buffet. Well, we have some uh, wheat-free chocolate chip muffins over here, as well as some sweet potato chips, some plantain chips. We're going to have some cheese and crackers. I've got some coffee from... Who did the coffee come from? Oh, I'm excited about the coffee. I can't yeah. remember now. Triple O's in the coffee now. I'll have to look that up. But he uh, only smells I'm going to need it he to only, stay awake if you keep it. telling people about food. <laughs> people love hearing about food. I'm setting the table. We Especially also people on trail. Yeah, don't yeah. they just oh, love yeah. like a nice juicy hamburger, a pizza? Right. I want you to get that image in your we're gonna head have right a now. Che- we're going to have a cheese and cracker tray, you know. Yeah. Fresh can, we, can we have some chicken strips too? Yes. We don't we mess can. around here at the trail show. Tots. Our, Ooh, our green yeah. room has a lot of different treats. I once, right. I once wore an Arby's hat on the AT just so that everyone else would have to look at it and think of Arby's oh, when they're well, in the shelters. That is some crazy head game right there. That is cruel. That is cruel. Oh, the noodle man. heads used to carry a Denny's menu that they stole from a Denny's. Just to so, look at it. Just to look at it so that they could <laughs> think about what they were going to order at the next Denny's. I mean, that's, you know, that's good pre-planning. You save yourself some time. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. We are going to do some trail news. <clears throat> There's been a lot of things happening. We've got our trail of the month, the SHT. You can abbreviate that however you want. Um, let's see. We've got a conservation interview coming up. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it's going to be It's good. a secret. What? And let's see. Uh, we've got trips. Everybody's been on trips, uh, which is great. And we've got an audio clip from Salty, who's on the Oregon Desert Trail right now. We're going to have a trail tip this month. We've got iTunes Top 5, our media review, which is about beer and hiking. We've got a ton of mailbag. We might let D'Lo do an Ask a Hiker question. We'll see how his behavior is tonight. We'll see if he makes it. Yeah, we'll see how his behavior is. And we're going to, you know, we're, we're still on tent stakes, but we're switching it around. It's a twist. Gear review with a, a pivot, twist. If you That's will. right. Okay. And then we've got our beer of the month. So we've got some mead from Leacri. Who I'm, I'm it, really excited yes, about that. Yeah. Who is a uh, lives in Denver, Denver area. And um, then also Sean Pine. He Sean Pine. He he Beaker, as he's called. He uh, had some work to do in Colorado and he came out to Colorado and brought us an incredible selection of beer that you can tell he really thought about like what each of our tastes are and sent us a bunch of really cool beers. We've already opened the Oktoberfest. 
I've got it right here, POD. It says Delo isn't here to read cans. It's uh, Oktoberfest from Center of the Universe Brewing Company out of Ashland, Virginia, just north of my old hamlet of Richmond. Been a while since I lived there, but yeah, I didn't even know there were craft breweries in Virginia. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, there's craft breweries in Virginia, but it, it's delicious. Special night yep. drinking it right now. And it, so it is, is pretty good. So is Grizzly. And out of order, and I started with the pear lager, which is a golden lager with pear, and that's out of Lexington. Ooh. Is there more of that? Uh, no. Sorry. Oh. Just take a sip of out of yeah. orders. Yeah. He can't handle it all anyway. Pear lager? No um, kidding. This is Devil's Backbone Brewery. It's gone. It's all gone. Oh, you want a sip of mine? Yes. Okay. Anyway, we'll we'll keep checking in. And, and we also had beer from Ben Benvy. And I just want to note that he sent us beer, too, and... I decided to not bring both sets because I feel like the last couple of shows we've had a lot of beer and we haven't been able to get through it all. And I feel like we, you know, could spend a little more time talking about the beer. I know people like yeah. that. So I decided to not bring it. So Ben Benvy, I'll be bringing that next month. And also, since we're talking about Ben Benvy anyway, congrats because he, uh, his a photo that he took on the AT, I believe, made it into the art exhibit on Capitol Hill. They're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the National Trails Act. Yeah. And what? he has a photo that made it into the gallery. It's yeah. huge. And he, he's got some photos on Instagram. Um, you can look him up, Ben Benvy. And um, he's got some photos of his photo yeah. at, at the exhibit. It's it, so cool. In the photo featured cool. in the exhibit, it's pretty gnarly. It, it's a close-up of some hiker feet. That are bad. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Some really, really disgusting Oh, man. Yeah. So I, I have, like, this sick fascination with those photos. Where, like, when I see people posting them, oh, man, I like blister photos and filthy feet oh, yeah. photos yeah, and the, stuff like you'll that. You'll like this one. I, I don't know why, and I feel a little bit a little bit sick in the head when I look at them, but I'm always like, oh, what you got going on there? I, <laughs> I love seeing the photos from the people on the PCT in the first 700 miles. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah man. Those are the best. And it's cool that I haven't seen the other photos. I'm sure there's a lot of great scenic photos as well, but I think it's really great that they, I don't know who chose the photos, but I think it's great that they had the, the depth of understanding to also include a photo like that that really captures more than just the scenery, which is the actual day-to-day grind of what's going on yeah so congrats to ben benvy and we will be enjoying he also sent some really great beers we'll we'll have those next month when we record in salida yes all right folks it's time for news and with all the news is fit to be heard special 41 take it away all right, so we've got uh, a few different items here. Some some are cool, some not so cool, some are a little weird. Um, we're going to start off with uh, the Crawford family. So this is a family of eight who um, hiked the entire Appalachian Trail. I'm sorry, Appalachian Trail. Depends on what side of the Mason-Dixon line you're on, whether you say Appalachian or Appalachian. I'm just trying to keep them both happy. Word. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, uh, they hiked the whole thing, but uh, then they were denied the summit of Katahdin uh, because the youngest child in the family uh, was only two, and there is a rule in Baxter State Park about kids under the age of six um, going above tree line. Really? Yeah. So Ridiculous. I've never heard that. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that like other... Um, hmm. Other kids have gone up. Like Buddy Backpacker did it when he was like five, right? And like some some other kids have been 
like either allowed or went and did it. I don't really know what the case is. Yeah. But there's never been any anything about it, you know. But these folks, after I mean, they made it all the way on the AT, and then they were denied like the the summit. So they they hiked up to Treeline, and uh, and they found their Katahdin, and wow. and, uh, and and had to turn huh. around then because. Um, and I, you know, I'm, and I respect the fact that they did it that way, uh, rather than, than leave the two yeah, year leave old, two year old. I mean, cause the kid, the kid could have gotten like swooped up by a bird or something while everybody <laughs> oh, else Oh, you mean like away. literally <laughs> leave, you know. leave the kid on the side of the track. <laughs> yeah. You just like stash him off the side, you know, give him a little bottle. Tie so, him in a little basket. Yeah. It's no big Moses deal. style. Yeah. Just stick him in, stick him in an empty backpack. Slack pack. Yeah. So, so I, I respect the fact that they didn't stash the kid and, and go grab the summit, that they went ahead and finished as a family right there at Treeline. From there, we're going to go to the dark side. A 64-year-old hiker um, fell at Kendall Catwalk several hundred feet oh. and unfortunately did not survive that fall. On the PCT, right? Yeah. So yeah. the Kendall Catwalk um, is on the Pacific Crest Trail right there north of Snoqualmie Pass. Uh, I think it's about 20 miles or within 20 miles of, of Snoqualmie Pass. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's it's pretty steep. And it's pretty exposed in some spots there. So it's it's definitely one of those spots where you would want to be careful. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, she did not make it. Um, another fatality that we're going to talk about for just a minute because it, it really is kind of noteworthy in its... Uh, unusual nature is that there was a hiker who um was found dead or on mount hood uh and was apparently killed by a cougar uh according to officials and like her wounds were consistent and whatnot and they basically confirmed that it was a cougar i think they got some dna or something that that helped them nail it down and and confirm it but so this is the first fatal attack in oregon um, of a mountain lion ever mm. like ever uh so it's pr- pretty interesting that you know they're gonna uh, apparently like try to track down this individual and yeah. quote unquote euthanize it uh right. and see if maybe they can figure out like w- was it uh diseased or anything else because it, it it really is unusual for for mountain lions to to attack and given that it's never happened before in Oregon history Kind of significant. Do you know it's only happened once in Colorado history? I did not know that. I know it's pretty rare. I, I, yeah. Like, I think California kind of leads in this. And it, I feel like most of the time when I ever hear about a mountain lion attack, it's almost always a mountain biker. You know, the, the Colorado victim was a high school cross-country runner out of Idaho Springs uh, and was out running. And yep, that makes triggered, sense. triggered the chase response of an extremely large adult mountain lion. Was that recently? That was in the early 90s. Okay. It took them a couple of days to find uh, the body. And when they found the body, the, the cat was still with him. It was oh, still wow. there. So they, they put the like cat guarding? down. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's so crazy. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, people I think are often pretty afraid of, of mountain lions and and yeah, they're scary, and and I certainly wouldn't want to tangle with one. But I really just don't feel like they're anywhere close to like my top three of of like animals of concern. I mean, for me, right. it's like moose are up there. Yeah, um, bear, bear, 
Ticks. Yeah. Ticks yeah. are number one for me. I mean, I mean, like, frankly, I get more concerned about where how the mosquitoes are going to be in yeah. a spot than I am about, you know, like megafauna. So I also f- I also think that, you know, the, the people, mountain lions, if they attack you, I mean, you're, you're going to die. Right. But it's it seems pretty, uh, like you said, pretty on on seems unlikely that you're going to get attacked. But, you know, I, I sometimes go running in the dark and just when I've talked about this, sometimes I go right at dawn and I I do have a little bit of hesitation to run up in the canyons behind Salida right at dawn because I think that. Um, that is the perfect scenario where a mountain lion might be out and not necessarily if they're looking for a human, but you know, you yeah. run by or whatever. But I do also think that the Idaho Springs case is a perfect example of that rural urban interface where there's, uh, there's probably a lot of food for mountain lions, but also they're getting encroached by civilization. Yeah. And I do, yeah. And I do think that once you get past, at least in this state, once you get out past the front range, it's a little bit safer still because there's so much food and there's so much space. And yeah, in any case, pretty pretty crazy. In happier news, um, and of course, like now this stupid website kicked me off and won't let me back on, but uh, it's a pretty simple story. Basically, there was this hiker uh, on the PCT, a 70-year-old fellow. Um, they had started searching for him and uh monday he he like either s- like sent a spot or uh an inreach message or whatever to his wife um saying that he was just fine and so they 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 got to call off the search uh but i i thought it was a pretty entertaining story of like you know a lot of times you hear uh people missing and and maybe they get found maybe they don't i love i just love the uh the visual of this one though uh concluding happily with like this i i just love this idea of this 70 year old man being like i'm fine what's the what's all this trouble about you know i'm out here hiking leave me alone call call it off call you know, it off call it off i'm fine <laughs> fine <laughs> and, I, and yeah so in any case uh that that one was just too funny not to share uh, kind of local news, but uh, of note is that there's a new wildlife refuge um, oh, on yeah. the uh, Rocky Flats National Wildlife Ref- Refuge is what it is. So Rocky Flats. Oh, this for is those... controversial, right? It, yeah. Well. Or is yeah. it? Yes, was it, there? it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. They Be- weren't going to because open they think it. there's uranium or something. Plutonium. In plutonium. Yeah. So this. Yikes. They used to they used to build bombs and stuff out there, right? So this is like one of the <laughs> and this stuff. Is, this is one of the the uh, nuclear program areas, uh, and it's been decommissioned. Um, in two thousand five, they conclu- concluded the cleanup of this buffer zone, and the buffer zone is what they're they're opening. Um, the The actual building areas that where they used to do all the the real work, those areas will be fenced off and always will be. Um, but they reopened like the buffer zone that had existed for the works, the work areas. Uh, and they've, you know, done a bunch of testing and everything. And basically they've said that it's, uh, been determined safe for unlimited use and unrestricted exposure a decade ago. So that, that basically means it's good to go. That's, that's kind of like what I actually am doing these days is, is that kind of stuff, although not with plutonium. (laughs) Yeah. Um, in any case, yeah, it opened recently. Um, some people are not happy about it, but the reality is, is that it's being used by 
wildlife anyway. So I'm kind of like, meh. You know, my, yeah. my, if, if it's supposed to be good to go, Cr- critters are out there well, using it about, anyway. Think Why about not the let winds. People go out and do their bird watching. Yeah, that's what they were else. concerned about. The winds. Well, like, the winds have already been carrying that dirt and dust true. around the front but range. I think right? they're concerned that if it it is open up to the public and they put in a trail system, and then there's lots of people using it, that it's going to. And, and I think mountain bikers specifically, uh, they were worried about yeah. more dust but, being. But the general. thing is, is that like it's it's been declared safe, yeah. right? So. And I can't imagine that they're not also going to be continuing to do more monitoring. Right. Which, you know, just because it's declared safe doesn't necessarily mean that they've got every single last bit of contamination in the areas that that people are going to be, you know, recreating in or or visiting. Now, at the same time, that, that doesn't necessarily translate to even if there is stuff still present, that somebody's exposure to that is going to be anything, you know, significant. I, I kind of feel like it should be it should be opened, uh, but that there probably should be, you know, ongoing and perpetual um, soil testing and and water testing and and air quality testing and things like that, just just to confirm, just to make sure. Yeah, you know, it can't and, hurt. And, and I don't think that's that's unreasonable, but but I I think to keep the entire area completely closed off is kind of unreasonable. So okay. That's my perspective. Well, you go out there first and let us know. And then we'll wait 30 years. We'll wait for a trip (laughs) Whatever, dude. I'm not going and hanging out where they used to build bombs. (laughs) Plutonium. (laughs) Crazy. There's so much better places to be. Uh, Give it three thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your kids will give it three thumbs up. Yep. Uh, All right. Last last item on the trail news agenda is uh, the National Trail System uh, was signed and uh, enacted on October 2nd, 1968, uh, which means, um, so as of today, is, today's the 20 21st. 21st. So the 21st right now, by Ten the time, days. yeah, by the time this, this share, this show airs, pretty close, we'll, 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 yeah. we'll be about time. So I figured it, it might be a good thing to put on here. Um, yeah, October 2nd. This is the day that, uh, that the AT, that the PCT, that all of the national trails, um, became codified in law, became an actual factual thing. Uh, let me set, hit the horn. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely horns, bells, all of it. So I think it's pretty, uh, a pretty cool day. Definitely a, an anniversary, which I think is worth, uh, celebrating and noting and, uh, and so if you, if you think about it on the second we're uh, going to celebrate go, tomorrow. Go hit the trail. Yeah. Get on get on the trail uh yep. and and you know and tip your beer. Tip tip, your tip beer. a little bit of beer on the dirt to pay homage. That's right. No. 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 Well, it depends on what kind of beer you have. Now it's good beer. Yeah, no, it's probably not good. You'll probably end up having waste, like waste good beer. squirrels will come over looking for the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, le- then you're yeah have drunk squirrels. Practice bad, leave no know. trace to celebrate now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, scratch that. Edit that out. Edit it out. Well, it is a it is a drought situation right now True. in a lot of the western U.S. So maybe water yeah, the tree. Water the maybe, tree with a little maybe, beer. Maybe you know pour some out by first drinking it and then later urinating uh, ah. two hundred feet from trails, water, or camp. I like and it. There you go. There Boom. we go. We, we compromised. I like it. <laughs> All right. Is that it for news? I do believe so. Whoa. And that's it for news. 
It's time for that's some more beer. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm that's it. <laughs> and that's it for news. No more news. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're either going to have a conservation interview or we're going to be talking about the Superior Hiking Trail, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. All right. This is Dirtmonger, and I never listen to the trail show. We cracked open some new beers. I've got the Chameleon IPA from Center of the Universe Brewing Company out of Ashland. Um, in Dilo's honor, since he's not here yet, I'll just read a few things. Mysterious, elusive, cunning. You're, you're too fast. Slow it down. Mysterious, elusive, cunning. Oh, my God. Always adapting to its surroundings. Chameleon IPA is the ultimate master of disguise. Made with 100% real And <laughs> No, it doesn't. How dare you? So, just, just a Chameleons little... Chameleons are delicious. How dare you? That's right. Just a little backstory. So, this beer has been at our house for a long time. <laughs> and when we opened the box with all the beer in it... Um, the box of beer? We were on the elimination diet. So, we weren't going to be drinking for weeks... And so, but still, I went through and looked at all the beers, and and oftentimes it's a lot of IPAs and stuff, and I'm like, man, who cares? But there's a lot of things in here that I'm very excited about, and one of them is the Monkey's Uncle Lemongrass Trapel. Trapels and farmhouses are my favorite types of beer. Yeah. And uh, this one is uh, so delicious. It's a modern twist on centuries-old Belgian tradition that packs an unexpected punch from fresh local lemongrass and classic malt flavors. Meld with Belgian candy sugar in a sweet, fruity, light-bodied brew. You'll go ape over. How, what's your ABVs, <laughs> your IBUs, and your specific gravity, please? Uh, you you want to be careful with this. Uh, I don't know the IBUs. doesn't say on here, but the ABV is 9.5. Ooh. Is it really? This Watch is, out. Wow, it doesn't oh. taste like that no, at all. It does not taste boozy. That's where you get in trouble. This when is this is getting your money's worth. And I should also say that the, the artwork on all of these cans is awesome. What's that one called again? The Monkey's Uncle. This is the center of the universe. Is that what yours is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy, this center of the universe brewing company is a place I'd like to spend some time at. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, Ashland. this, this <laughs> lemongrass one is pretty good. And okay. the can is awesome, too. The artwork is great. Can you pass that down yeah. so I can have a look at it? All right, folks. We, are, we have a conservation interview this month. And for the first time in, I think, over three years, we're going to be talking about the Florida Trail. Wow. Woo. We're bringing it back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's, let's I'm going to whack, whack in the tubes in Let's honor. hope we don't have to get Trail Show Legal involved this no, time. I, well, we've got Trail Show Legal in the room. Just in case. So if, if <laughs> things go us. south, if things go south, let us know. Just just, oh. just hold up the old Procto yeah. 2. No. Okay, okay, hold on. Hold on. Stop the show. The double Procto. How, how, how did you guys not read this? Their, their tagline at Center of the Universe is, it's all, it all revolves around the beer. Oh, that's pretty good. Well, of course yeah. it does. That's perfect. Okay, we can resume the show. Resume the show. Resume episode now. So, P.O.D. and I had the pleasure of meeting one Alex Stigliano, oh, a month or two back in Salida, of all yeah, places. Yeah, he came out. He made us some pasta. Yeah. We <laughs> Was it matzo a ball bowl of pasta there. as big as your head? Stigliano. No, he's the Florida Trail Program Director, and he was... Um, 
he was at he was with Teresa Martinez, who's the ED of the Continental Divide Trail Coalition, and they were in Salida for an event, and we got to meet Alex and nice guy. We talked to him and said, "Hey, what do you say you come on the show?" Talk he's, to us about the Florida Trail yeah, and what you guys are up to. He, and he, sat on game. His, he sat on our porch for a long time, and while he was there, he got to watch some some unsupervised youth get arrested in the park across the street. Oh, that's Sweet. right. Well, what were they up to? What they get arrested for? I think it for? was pot, probably. Yeah, it's a little unclear, but it was a good time. It was. Let's anyway, give, let's let's give him a call. All right. drippy drop sound in the background yeah they have updated their song lawton yes alex how are you (laughs) hello are we just doing audio uh we are just doing audio yeah you can put your clothes back on we're just doing audio yeah yeah (laughs) it's not that kind of show uh, fancy um florida watermelon shirt for no reason apparently Uh, you you know make sure you take a a good picture of that for us and send it our way though yeah we can use that can do so, Alex, it's Disco, P.O.D., Grizzly, Out of Order, and Special from the Trail Show. Thank you so much for coming on tonight's show. Thank you for having me. Um, so there's no D-Lo. Yeah, no, we figured it we... was probably too controversial to have him on the show while we talked to the Florida Trail people. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, he, you know, if he comes in at the P-O-D, end and crashes. you're not with... without blame, P.O.D. <laughs> me? I didn't say anything. Oh. Did I say something? Oh. They only brought... I'm so excited to, uh, to be here because... I was actually in your shoes about four years ago. I came from Maine working for uh, another conservation organization out there. And I really didn't understand the Florida Trail and what the Florida Trail Association does. So uh, I, I'm, I, I'm hoping I can kind of like, you know, bring people up to speed. Yes. And, and, you know, you probably know this, but we haven't actually talked about the Florida Trail on the trail show in about three years. So we are way behind Alex. So we need you to, to bring us up to speed. Disco. Yeah. Disco. What's it's it? been since February of 2014. It's been four and a half oh, years. Man. <laughs> Wasn't it Ridley? Oh, it was. Show number it was. It oh. was. We were not there. There yeah. was no special. No, <laughs> no wait. I'm thinking of this. Sh- you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the show when there was a competition about three and a half years ago. Oh, man. That was very divisive. Yeah, it was October of 2015. September, October right. of 2015. Yeah, yeah we, we'd rather not talk about that, Alex. We're um, not going to because okay. I have so many exciting things to tell you about other than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get started, man. Talk to us. like, Just tell us about the Florida Trail Association. What's your mission? What are you guys doing? Bring us up to speed. Okay, so the Florida Trail Association is a little different than the other primary partners in the national scenic trail system in that our association is a little broader than just the Florida Trail. So our organization uh, is comprised of 18 chapters. So members and non-members can join a chapter in their area. And uh, those chapters really encourage and promote hiking in Florida. Our founder um, was an avid Appalachian Trail hiker, and in 1966, he decided to start the Florida Trail Association because he wanted to promote hiking trails in Florida, and it was really the genesis of hiking in Florida. A lot of people couldn't conceive of hiking in Florida. Uh, we've we've blown a lot of minds since then. That's pretty cool. I, I guess I didn't realize that 
you guys had your start with an AT hiker, but it makes sense. I feel like, you know, the AT's been around for decades now and people hike it and then they go back to their home states and they try to they try to do something along those lines, right? Yeah, it was like well, he, what he says is that he was sick of driving up to North Carolina to go hit a trail. Yeah. So he was like, well, why don't we just hit trails down here? Because a lot of people don't understand is that during the winter, Florida is a very nice environment to, to hike in, it's especially true. compared to the rest of the country. You know, um, we do get pretty cold. There are frosts um, on the northern section of the Florida Trail. People have gotten hypothermia. What? Um, but <laughs> what? Yeah. Yes, I mean, it yeah. was snowing in Tampa last or time Tallahassee, there, right? Or well, I guess a little north of Tampa or something. But yeah, last time, like when I was there in December, it it snowed. It was in the twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and Alex, you're in that's Tallahassee, a, right? That was the first that, time. I still live in Tallahassee. Still. I'm in Tallahassee. What? Right that's now. my hometown. Yay. Yeah, Tallahassee. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have to hook up sometime. But um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the Florida Trail is a, a little bit different than people think, you know. I, can I actually, you know what? I think is one of the best things to frame the Florida Trail is this quote that I read when uh, Harry S. Truman was dedicating the Everglades National Park in 1947. Do you mind? Oh, please. Uh, Disco, if I do it. Indulge us. Right, great. Uh, I'll indulge, pre- indulge pre- me. Pretend yeah, it's okay. a beer can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull a D-load. Oh, this is on a beer can down here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, think he, I think he really captures it. Okay, he says, should I read it in my Harry S. Truman 1947 voice? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Here are no lofty peaks seeking the sky. No mighty glaciers or rushing streams wearing away the uplifted land. Here is land, tranquil in its quiet beauty, serving not as the source of water, but as the last receiver of it. To its natural abundance, we owe the spectacular plant and animal life that distinguishes this place from all others in the country. End quote. Ladies and gentlemen, Harry S. Truman. (laughs) (laughs) That That was grand. That was incredible. I didn't even know what Harry S. Truman sounded like until now. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so spot on. It was great. So no mountains, no 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 uh no rivers. The highest point on the Florida Trail is two hundred and seventy feet. I mean Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's straight so, up. So there's like you know what constitutes a climb on the Florida Trail? <laughs> there's no climbs. Exactly. But you know what? We did have an Irishman who hiked the Florida Trail, and he was very challenged by hiking through water. And that is what people usually remember, is that there's so much standing water in Florida, and especially in the conservation lands, that um, he actually – he came up with something that I I, I often quote, which is he said that water is to the Florida Trail what mountains are to the Appalachian Trail. Ah. It's a source of beauty. It's a source of challenge. I feel like I always see these iconic – uh, photos of Florida trail hikers, um, which I, I'm presuming is, is from the Southern part of the trail, but maybe it's not, but you know, they're in like, uh, mid calf to knee high brownish mm-hmm. brackish water. And, and I look at that and I'm just thinking like, man, there's moccasins in there. There's copperheads. Like, yeah, come, that's my thing. What about the alligators? Talk to us yeah. a bit about pythons that. Like, now. Yeah. Pythons. Iguanas. Well, you know, we bring a lot. I mean, we have Floridians. Um, 
I have a friend that lives up in Maine where I used to live that will she will not come down to the Florida Trail because of snakes. That's fine, you know. Some people won't go, you know, hike a mountain because they're not comfortable with, you know, cold weather. That's fine. But I will say this, um the wildlife and the diversity of wildlife on the Florida Trail is incredible. I I was just up in your area. Um That's right. I hiked a section of the uh I saw you on your your porch. You guys are great that, hosts. That's right. Thank you. And I uh, hiked a section of the Continental Divide Trail. I was up uh, near Hunt Lake. And yeah. You so hiked this, beautiful. This, you hiked oh, the section incredible. that we maintained, didn't you? I, I've, heard, I've heard you guys say that, and that is a beautiful section. And, you know, I really loved my time there. I'm used to seeing more wildlife down here in Florida. Oh, I bet. Um, there's never been an injury on – we. Uh, our volunteers volunteer – I mean last year almost 40,000 hours – a volunteer work from trailhead back to trailhead, not even their commuting time. And um, we have never had an injury with an animal, but I mean, people encounter animals all the yeah. time. I was going to ask what, you, who, what, what who, about, who, oh, sorry, go, no, ahead. no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, what about injuries from locals? <laughs> well, you, okay. So you guys are familiar with the basic concept of that. If you have to hike in more than half a mile, the yahoos will not be seen, right? Typically, uh, yeah. It's generally half, true. Half, half yeah. miles yeah. about the limit, yeah. Yeah, it's about that. Yeah, it's the same down here. You know, the, the people that are, you know, troublemakers and, you know, whatnot, they, they don't like to challenge themselves physically because they're holding a huge cooler full of beer. So, Hey, Alex, uh, just to let you know, um, one Mike Dilo DiLorenzo has joined the, the call. Hi, Alex. How are you tonight? It's great. How are you, Dilo? Good. Alex, quick question. Who maintains the Florida Trail? Citizens. This is a huge project. It's all about connecting citizens with their public land. Okay. Um, which is especially important in here in Florida because we're one of the fastest growing states population-wise. We have about 21, uh, 21 million um, residents here in, in Florida right wow. now. Which is about if you added up all the populations of the five states that the Continental Divide Trail goes through, yeah, it would be half the population of Florida. Yep, that sounds about right. So, no, no, no. Hold on a second. What that? What what percentage of that population is sixty-five plus? (laughs) And what percentage is seasonal? You brought that up. I am so glad you brought that up. Can you imagine how inspiring it is for me to like get winded, like lopping and cutting back vegetation on the trail? And see a 65 year old who's retired, just like, eh, big deal. Running circles. You know, because, oh, it's crazy. These guys, they're, and women, they're so amazing. Um, we had about 500 folks, dedicated folks. They, that meant they spent more than 10 hours uh, documented uh, work maintaining the Florida Trail. Um, but, you know, the Florida Trail Association does maintain a lot of other trails than just the Florida Trail. Okay. And um, it's hard work because, down here, the vegetative regrowth rate is incredible. We can cut a trail or at least maintain a trail. Six months later, you'd be hard-pressed to find that trail. Some people talk about, oh, wow. you know, your blazes are too close together. Well, I mean, hike the trail in the early or midsummer and tell me that because you could get lost if you weren't really, really careful. So do you recommend that people uh, hike with machete? 
<laughs> no, we're doing the work for them. That's the beauty of it. Like those are recreational hikers. Actually, I I know you guys are a recreational show, so I'm speaking to mostly a recreational crowd. Um, but I want you to know that there's very dedicated people down in Florida that are making hiking through a subtropical environment easy for you. And it's not easy work to hike, but it's not easy work to maintain it down here either. Yeah, I can imagine. The The challenges in Florida are much different than, I mean, POD and I maintain two sections of the Colorado Trail. And, uh, you know, I, I would consider the, the maintenance work we do to be what I call light maintenance. I mean, it's maybe clearing a few trees off the trail, maybe trimming back uh, some, some willows here and there. But a subtropical vegetative environment, things grow a lot more quickly there's a lot oh, more yeah. moisture yeah it's a whole different ball game well and, and, and the vegetation down there can fight back too you yeah. got you got stuff that's got like oh well you know that's the you thing, stepped thing on the power. i hear about a lot of rock work and trail tread maintenance um you know in other areas um i think that the equivalent down here would be building um infrastructure and unfortunately well actually much like rock work and trail tread it does deteriorate over time and so, like, boardwalks and bridges are a big part of both our labor expenses and also our monetary expenses. This year, um, we, we do have some amazing sponsors. Uh, REI has put almost $50,000 into a 200-foot boardwalk through the Ocala National Forest. And I have to give them a shout-out. That's going to be an amazing project. Folks are going to get a chance to build, like, a, a U.S. Forest Service standard boardwalk that's 200 feet long it's pretty amazing how long will that 200 foot long boardwalk last like how long before that wood rots out and just deteriorates yeah that's a good question it's so interesting is that dila that yeah, is yeah i like I, dila, like wood. I know you do a lot of work in your backyard i do i've done a lot i've <laughs> i've become i've become a bit of a craftsman with the wood so, so, so i'm just thing, curious interesting thing that we've seen because of course we are working with retirees um, th- they have a very interesting perspective that the wood we use is such a lower quality than the wood they used to build with. We have some 25, 30-year-old bo- boardwalks that are in great condition. Wow. And the sections that we pieced in around it that are 10, 15 years old, we have to replace because the way they wow. harvest wood and, and you know on wood farms is so much different. So I guess the short answer is if we have a very well-treated piece of wood, like we have to use marine grade, yeah. which is what they use in like, you know, um, docks yep, and you sure. know, like, you know, saltwater environments. Um, it'll last about 15 years hmm. is what we can expect. But that's not subjected to the um, marine environment, though. I mean, not necessarily, it, right? It's just across, well, it's true, it's just across the swampy area, right? It does well, save water. The other thing is that water, it yeah. does... It does the UV rays on a lot of these things because it's so open. Um, that is pretty harsh as well. Yep. So there's a lot of different factors. Um, Do y'all use any of those uh, like recycled plastic, um, like faux wood? What pieces? do you call that? The tracks. Yeah. yeah, we are looking into that. The only problem is that they do still have a lifespan, and when they have to be removed. I mean, well, they have to be removed. You can't leave them in the environment. So you can imagine building a 200-foot boardwalk is hard. Right, yeah. Removing it just as from much the environment work. because much it's way harder. But don't you have to do the yeah. same thing with treated wood? I mean, you can't really leave treated wood around in the environment. It's just well, the treated chemicals, wood right? does the chemicals leach out of it over time, and yeah. so yeah, it's not a great impact on the environment. We we work really closely, and actually, the biggest 
host of our trail um, of state agencies are the water management districts. They're very aware of those uh, those facts. And um, and yeah, that is true. It is a compromise. It, it, yep. it, but but here's the compromise. This is actually one of the big points I wanted to make on the show tonight. So thank you for bringing me to it. Is that the Florida Trail, whether you believe in it as a recreation source or not, it connects conservation lands. The only way to really engage in a passionate way uh, the population, citizens, in their conservation lands is to get them out there and actually see it and appreciate it. Sure. So um, I think that it may be worth – I think I actually believe that is worth the sacrifice a little bit on the environment because if we don't get the citizens – bought into the preservation of that and the conservation of that environment, then, um, you know, uh, Florida will be overrun by, uh, a giant, uh, mouse driven cartoon project. Yeah. Well said, well said, Alex, talk to us, uh, real quickly. I'm, I'm kind of curious if you guys got any big projects you've been working on this year or maybe coming up next year. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, we do have that 200 foot boardwalk in the Ocala. That's exciting. We're looking for folks to sign up for that. You can go onto our website, floridatrail.org, right. and uh, and find that. We do have an, a very big like promotion public engagement uh, event, uh, two days in Deland, Florida, which is on the south side of the uh, Ocala National Forest in Earl Brown Park. Middle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you been there? No, but I'm I'm hip to the Florida. I know that you guys have the National Trails Festival going on October 5th through the 7th at Earl Brown Park. Why do you know this? Because I'm in the know. Well, I'm in the know. He's got his finger on the Florida Pulse. Everywhere. It's so cool. We are uh, promoting the Florida Trail. We've got some really exciting workshops and speakers. Actually, I think he might be the brand manager of uh, ZPAC. They're based in Florida. Right. He's going to come talk about the evolution of ultralight. That's interesting. Um, have you heard of a project called Warrior Expeditions? We have. We, we know about Warrior Hikes. I don't know if that's the same thing. Probably okay. it's, yeah, it's well, the same group, I believe. It is. They've expanded. Now they're doing long. Okay, so the premise is take veterans of uh, wars and foreign lands. Yeah. Sean Gobin. Have them do long-distance hikes. They've been doing it on the Florida Trail. We're gonna have one of the uh, one of the veterans that have done the Florida Trail. Oh, nice! Uh, speak. Uh, it's amazing. We are really pushing to diversify the face of volunteers and users on the Florida Trail. Our goal is to have the uh, volunteers on our trail represent the demographics of Florida. Right on. Yeah. So there's a couple organizations that we've been working with. Have you guys heard of Outdoor Afro? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so we're going to have some outdoor Afro presence. Um, women on the trail, Hike Like a Woman. Have you heard of them? Yep. yep. Okay, they're going to be there. So it's going to be a great event. It's free. Um, welcome to the public. Uh, it should be a really great time. Nice. That sounds pretty cool. And again, folks, that's October 5th through 7th at Earl Brown Park in Deland, Florida. Buddy Sessoms, we expect you to be there and produce a report for us. That's right. Some audio. I, you know, I mean, it's just three three small days after the uh, the anniversary of the uh, of the National Trails Act. So. That's that's correct. Exactly. Well, Alex, is there anything else you want to get out there about the FT or the Florida Trail Association before we move on this evening? Or yes. any comments? Wait, when, when are we going to talk about alligators? <laughs> yes, that's what we're gonna, we're going to talk about them now. Okay, Lawton. let's do it. Felicia, have you hiked through a swamp? 
knee deep, waist deep. No, I've hiked through swamps in my backyard in Michigan, but there's no alligators. And that was like knee deep. Okay. Well, you know, alligators, once they see you, they, they really, they don't want to have anything to do with you. Um, I've gotten kind of, as an outsider, I was always like kind of shocked by how blase the locals were about alligators. They're like <laughs> yeah. walking, they're like walking towards one. They're like just confident the alligator would just swim away. It always does. They really do not want to have anything to do with us. But mm. I will say that swamps, I, I've heard it said uh, somewhere that, you know, the floor trail, you know, it's just a bunch of swamps. Well, <clears throat> that was not in, the, the, in, that was not the trail show is not responsible for that should I, should comment I this next three comment or four years ago. The trail, show? the trail show, yes, send that to legal at the trail show. <laughs> Wait a minute, legal is in the room. <laughs> uh, no, we have That's to go right. that to our trail show's okay. official stance is that the Florida Trail is not nine swamps. Um, Saying that the Florida Trail is just a bunch of swamps is like saying that the Continental Divide Trail is just a bunch of mountains. Okay. It's a unique ecosystem that is way more biodiverse than mountains. I mean, if you look at it that way, and um, and super um, uh, rarefied. Like you're not going to see people out there because it is challenging. Um, also, they are some of the most important ecosystems here in Florida. So the conservation of them is super important, and that's why the Florida Trail is so important. So that's why I'm glad you guys had me on. Thank you. Wait, I, Alex. I, wait, Alex. Did you try and throw the trail show under the bus just now? Did we say something <laughs> bad about the Florida Trail a couple years ago hey. or something? No, Dilo. We've already, we've As, already. Before you got here, we, are, you know, we had some terms. They yeah. had some terms. Okay. And we weren't going to speak about what happened. Three years we were going to let bygones As, be bygones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We weren't going to. Yeah, we weren't going to sweep the skeletons out of the closet. It, it's, it's, it's it's uh, yeah. marine water under As the boardwalk. There it is. <laughs> There it well, is. It's, it's like Florida after a hurricane. We just start anew. Yeah, yep. There it is. And that's great. Is. That's a great analogy. And as a, as a native Floridian who spent a fair amount of time in swamps, they're actually really beautiful. I mean, sure. cypress trees, yeah. the water. It's a, it's a gorgeous ecosystem I, that if you get to explore. I mean, it's not, it's, it, it, it's not a bad thing if it is a lot of swamps. I, I will say that, that uh, the time that I spent in Florida... Um, over the last year has been pretty cool. Every time I've been down there, uh, it has it has bumped the Florida Trail higher on my uh, on my to do list. So. Have you guys that are familiar with Florida, Alex included, ever been on one of those boats with the fans in the back? The air boats? <laughs> no. Okay, that is one of the most fun parts of my job. I'll tell you <laughs> that we get to work. We we get to work with the water management district for uh, state agencies. There's five of them. In Florida, they own so much land, and they have helicopters, lightweight planes, and yes, airboats. But airboats are really loud. Yeah, they're kind yeah. of hard to enjoy. What, yeah. what about those big, huge, jacked up? Like they're kind of like uh, like jeeps, but like twelve feet tall. Uh, they're called swamp buggies, and and we oh. do a uh, maintenance event in Big Cypress National Preserve, which is a National Park Service maintained that area. That place is they're, rad. They, their rangers take us out in these swamp buggies. Yeah, the tires are taller than me. I'm six one. So. Wow, yeah, that is. That's. I was actually in Big Cypress when I saw one of those things for the first time. I was like, that's kind of like uh, like jeepers and swamp people meet the <laughs> guys in Portland who build bikes super tall. You know, it, yeah, it's like they're that, pretty yeah. wild. Well, hey, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. I want to remind folks the website is floridatrail.org. You can go there. Can folks become a member of the Florida Trail Association there? 
Yeah, for as little as $35 a month, you can preserve the real Florida and keep it from being overrun by Harry Potter world. Wait, you, nice. There it is, people. Nice. <laughs> what are you waiting on? Go to floridatrail.org right now. And if you're in Deland, Florida, in October 5 through 7, find your way to Earl Brown Park for the National Trails Festival. Alex will be there. <laughs> okay, I'll look for you. All right, all right, man. Hey, thanks so much for coming on the show. All right, thank you all. I love what you do. Have a good night. Stop Harry Potter world. I think that's <laughs> something we can all get behind. Yeah, and there he totally goes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, Alex Stigliano, uh, FT Stigliano. Program hey. Director. Hey. Alex that, Stigliano. That was cool. That was good. That was yeah. good. We got brought up to speed, and it was quite civil. Even it was when, super civil. Even but he D-Lo. wasn't. Was he around? We he got, was around four years. We ago. got to talk no. about alligators. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He wasn't involved with the. No, but he no. heard. Apparently, it's lore he, in the office. Yeah, I bet so. I, yeah, I figure. <laughs> I figure. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back. We're going to talk about the Superior Hiking Trail, our trail of the month. This is Area's owner, and I never listen to the trail show. What? Get better, Area. Get better. All right, folks, let's talk about some of these beers we just cracked. Beauty, what do you have in your hand? We have a Abbey-style Trapel Ale with peaches, the Peach Trapel from Hardywood, as well as the There Goes Summer, There Goes a Summer, which is... <laughs> What? What just happened? I'm sorry. Once Mark, there's I, a play I, I, on I, I think We had a goat in here. I thought she had a seizure. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> so it's the trail show goat. It's not working right. out well as the intern. Yep. It's the tangerine goza. Um, also, I also just opened this. I might just do this, you know, Nicaraguan style and pass it around. It's the uh, passion fruit goza. It's delicious. Was that a racial slur? Yeah, what does what is Nicaraguan style mean? Yeah. How they drink beer? The, yeah, just pass racially around. slurry. In I, the Dominican I, mean, I don't know. I'm just asking. No, no, yeah, I was, I was curious too. I was like, what does that mean? In the Dominican Republic, they have big bottles of beer, and everybody has a little plastic cup, and they just pour everybody's cup. That's what they yeah. do there. And but I'm she's sure not. What is the Dominican Republic? We're pouring cups to do it. Yeah, come on, Central America. No, he's giving another example of a Central American. Is a Caribbean country. Yeah. All right. What? Oversensitive. <laughs> oh, I was just oh. curious. I just wanted to know. Okay. That, did I, did that offend Mr. To, Cuba uh, over there? I'm just no. Come Central on. America I'm, and the I'm, Caribbean are different places. Yeah, come on. By far, we have better music in the Caribbean. That's not what he was suggesting. <laughs> no, just saying that as a Cuban <laughs> American, oh, he, he just threw it down. Uh, send your hate mail to. Uh, is your is your email up and going? Oh, that's right. We tested it. You're yeah, good. it's yeah. good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. So feel free. Send, send your email. The the yeah, Caribbean music is better than Central American music. I I will stand by. Wow. It. Oh man, Things out of order. Quickly here at the trail show. Talk about <laughs> insensitive. Uh, anyway, I'm going to pass this around. Feel free okay. to take a sip from it. It's so good. Okay. So Passion fruit, huh? <laughs> and that one's from, uh, sorry, Coelacanth Brewing. Out of Virginia? Coelacanth, is that what it is? Yeah. Isn't that the ancient I'm fish? saying it slightly wrong I, because my mouth yeah, still has muffin in it. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, the one that they found like off the coast of Africa after like millions oh. of yeah, years. Yeah, it was, it was supposed to be extinct. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Wait, there's more beer more that thing. we have to talk more about. More beer? Yeah. I remembered oh, who... Oh, Lord. I remember who sent me the coffee. Who it was Richard Glasgow. Richard Glasgow. Oh, that's right. Oh. I think I saw an email or something. Yeah, so I just wanted to mention that. That's all. Thank you for the beer earlier this summer and then for the coffee. Don't get on the boat, Richard Glasgow. Oh, God. Don't do it. <laughs> it's the most requested trail of the month in the history of the Trail Show podcast. Ladies and gentlemen... We finally have someone that has recently hiked the Superior Hiking Trail that is here in studio to talk about the Superior Hiking Trail. So I want there to be a collective sigh of of whatever that we finally... <sighs> thank you. Thank you. We're finally featuring the Superior Hike. You demanded it, folks, Trail Show Nation. You demanded it. You you sent us emails. You sent us postcards. You Hate sent mail. people to Delo's house. Strange envelopes off. with white powder and Strange demand envelopes. notes. You said you said trail show. If you don't give me the Superior Hiking Trail and talk about Minnesota, I'm, I'm going to stop uh, listening. You know what I think the worst one was was when they sent all of those empty beer cans. Mm. No, you know what the worst and one was. And they're like, this could have been for you. If if the if you were gonna do the superior no, hiking trip, the worst yeah. was when they put that yellow jacket in Delo's beer. Oh, that <laughs> was oh, that was actually. Good, I was gonna yeah. say the worst is that I've been getting boxes of styrofoam peanuts <laughs> sent to my house and there's nothing in them. Except I just dig through them. I dig through them and I'm like, there must be something cool in here. There's beer in here, right? There's got to be something cool. And I go down and it's and, just and a you know big what? box of empty. Peanuts and, and, and peanuts. all the peanuts yeah. are shaped just like the outline of Minnesota. They are, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. It's those Minnesota peanuts, man. It did. It just clicked now. I mean, I looked at the peanuts. I didn't. I'm not for some reason grizzly. I'm not very on the up and up about the uh, Minnesota geography. I apologize for that. Well, it's, you're well, you're an American. We're, yeah. we're about to get n- up not to speed. bound to be your, your so, strong suit. So just three weeks off of the Superior three Hiking Trail. Three weeks. The SHT. Is that what the smell is in here? Just three weeks <laughs> off of the Superior Hiking Trail, we have Michael Grizzly Ivy in here to tell us everything we could possibly want to know and probably some more about the SHT. I'm feeling a lot of pressure now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no yeah. pressure at all. You're it's just, a high pressure You're just like the yeah. sole represent, yeah. representative for the most requested trail of the month. Like I feel like ever. I'm the only person yeah. that's hiked no, this it's thing. It's not a big deal at all. Yeah. You know, I feel like you might be the only person that's hiked this thing because... We get the request, and then and then I I often fire back. Do you know anyone who's hiked it? And inevitably, the answer is no. So or mother- or it'll be someone that walked it twelve years ago when it was only partially there. Wasn't you know? You know what I think? What I think it is 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 that there's a lot of curiosity, and people kind of want to know more about it. And the fact that there aren't a lot of people who have done it. Just yeah. it makes people that much more hungry for it or whatever. Feeling like you know? the skirka of the SHT right now. <laughs> oh, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, good. All right, so let's let's start with the basics. Where does it start and finish? How long is it? And which you know which direction did you hike it? And how long did it take you to hike? Sure. Uh, so the SHT, you can start it obviously at the northern or the southern terminus. Northern terminus up at up by the Canadian border, okay. um, kind of northwest of Grand Marais. Minnesota. Southern Terminus, south of Duluth, uh, J. Cook State Park. Okay. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. You've been there? Yeah. I had no idea that that's where the Terminus was. So the kind of confusing thing about the SHT is that a traditional through-hike of it, normally people will go from the Northern Terminus to just north of Duluth, Minnesota. 
Okay. Um, in Duluth itself, there's no designated campsites for the, for the SHT. So you kind of, hmm. it gets a little tricky with logistics. You either have to take cabs or Ubers to like hotels or motels, or if you know someone in the area, maybe stay with them. Right. Or try and time out your hike to where you're getting into some of these state parks along the way. Some of them might be pretty big days, though. And if it's a busy time of year, like for me, I went through Duluth on Labor Day weekend. So obviously state parks, Labor Day weekend, right. not, not going to happen. How many? So, so when you say big days, what, what, is, what do you mean by a big day? So that, that southern section from Jay Cook to just north of Duluth to an area called Martin Road, which is basically where a lot of people start or end their uh, hike, is 55 miles. So you might have to do a 25 or 30-mile day uh, through there to get to okay. a state park. Is Duluth a dangerous city? No. No, not at all. Okay. It's the upper, okay. It's upper Midwest. I mean, it's not like we're going through Detroit or Flint. Right, right. It, it just out of curiosity, like, is it just a day or a day plus to get through Duluth, like outskirts and all? I did it as two and a half days. Oh, so, two, so it, it does take a little, yeah. a little bit of time. Yep. Okay. It's a spread out city. The one knock on the SHT I have heard over and over is that it's called the Superior Hiking Trail, yet you don't hike along Lake Superior at all. Is that true? Not completely true. Okay. <gasps> there is. Not completely sounds like mostly true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does go down to the shore at least at one point yeah. because I've camped on that section. Okay. So up by the northern northern part of it, up by uh, Grand Marais, You've got about a one and a half mile walk on the beach, and then really you're just kind of looking at Lake Superior from some overlooks occasionally until you actually get to Duluth, and then part of the trail is actually routed right along the lakefront, going through downtown Duluth, and that's okay. probably the, that's probably the longest time they actually spend on it. It's a little, you know, it's a little unusual that you're actually walking on like sidewalks right next to Lake Superior, though. It, and what it, it total length is like what three hundred and ten miles? Three hundred and ten miles if you do the entire trail. Most people don't do that fifty five miles from just north of Duluth to Jay Cook State Park, though. Okay. And how long did you take to do the three ten? Uh, I think it was like nineteen days, including a zero day and a couple of just Neros. I was I hiked the trail with my girlfriend. It was her first ever through hike, so wanted to kind of enjoy it rather than just race through it. Yeah, race through it. Okay. Did you guys hit fall colors, or were you a little bit too early? We were, we were a little bit early. Okay. We kept saying it was kind of a running joke between us that every time we got to one of these nice overlooks where we were actually out of the forest, we were like, wow, this would be really beautiful in a month from now. So I would, yeah. I would, I would definitely recommend doing the trail end of September, beginning of October. It really would be gorgeous. You're going through a lot of you know, old-growth hardwood forest, a lot of maple, a lot of birch. Okay. So it would be really, really pretty in the fall. Did the timing just not work out for you to be able to do it at that time, or is that just sort of a retrospective? Like this would have been better to do. It it really didn't work out for us because we had already booked a trip to go to Germany, which I leave tomorrow afternoon. Um, yeah. So yeah, didn't really work out for us, and we just kind of so what, patched some some stuff together this summer as far as what we were doing. What and, month were you there? Uh, I hiked in late August, early September. How were the bugs? Not bad. I would have thought Upper Midwest. Really, really bad. Mosquitoes were 
pretty tame, though. Was that because you think it was colder at night and they started to die off? Or I think, no, it, the temperatures were actually pretty warm the entire time. It was a dry summer up in the upper Midwest. Oh, so okay. that kind of helped. Okay. I didn't see a single tick the entire time. What? Wow. Is that yeah. a concern? You're kidding oh, that's me. That's great. Is I that was, normally a concern? Yeah. Okay. Definite concern. I was, I was shocked. Okay. What do you think were some of the, uh, the most scenic uh, sections of it? Really, the area between the cities of Grand Marais and hmm, Silver Bay, uh, kind of like the middle of the trail, definitely the most scenic. A lot of ups and downs. It almost, you know, I, I haven't personally hiked the AT, but from what people say, you know, all the ups and downs on the AT, it, that's kind of, that section itself was a lot of just ups and downs, but a lot more viewpoints as well. That's where you're actually getting, getting views of Lake Superior um, and, you know, if you were hiking in the fall, getting a lot of the beautiful fall colors. Right. Um, some really nice lakes in that area. But yeah, that middle section was was great. I was actually really pleasantly surprised with the area from just, you know, I guess just into Duluth all the way down to Jay Cook State Park, uh, okay. the southern terminus. A lot of old growth white pines, actually really, really nicely maintained trails. So you talked about uh, the, the, um, a lot of nice lakes in that one section. What, what was the the water situation like overall? I mean, I feel like it would probably be abundant, but was it good water, funky water? Uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of water. Um, the northern, northern probably first 50 miles of the trail, a lot of beaver ponds, not yeah. a lot of flowing water. Um, you know, no one ever really likes stagnant beaver pond water. What? Delo, really? I've seen Delo. We have some friends that do. We know yeah. some people that like oh, to drink right. that okay. stuff. Yeah. Well, it's got vitamins and minerals. Yeah, it makes your stomach <laughs> tough. All them bacteria <laughs> makes um, you tough. Well, you know, I've spent I've, we've spent some time in the UP of Michigan, which isn't that far away, and I feel like there was a lot of tannins in the water. Like yeah. it looked like root beer water. Was yep. that the experience? Oh yeah. In, okay. Yeah, you filter it. You know, we were using a Sawyer squeeze. You filter it, and you look in your smart water bottle, and you're like, wow. Did, did that actually looks like flat coke? Yeah, <laughs> you know, as you're collecting water, there's just leeches swimming all around your. Oh, oh yeah. my god, that sounds so leeches. Yeah. yeah, but leeches don't poop in the water. No. So who what if you swallow? Yeah, a they leech. only pee. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's like question. an inception of eating. You're eating it, but it's eating you. Yeah. So, oh, so did you symbiotic, parasitic? I am not wise to the SHT. Um, were there opportunities to go swimming, and then did you not go swimming because of the leech factor? <laughs> or was the water just too damn cold? There definitely was opportunities to go swimming in some of the lakes, like a couple of the beautiful lakes on trail. There's Bear Lake and Bean Lake, which are right actually right next to each other. Um, I, we never went, went swimming at all. Most of the time that you're seeing leeches, it was just in the actual little beaver ponds, which okay. you're never going to want to. Well, most people aren't going to want to go swimming. Yeah, people don't swim in beaver ponds. Yeah. No. Well, no. maybe disco. Do you? No, no. You don't? Okay. No, I'm not. I thought that was your thing, this lake bagging no. thing of yours. No. I, I like, that's you know thing. what, the high oh, alpine lakes of Colorado are quite different than the leech lakes. Yeah, a li- yeah, little the, different. Not, yeah. not all lakes are equal. No. I, I mean, like I grew up swimming in a lot of like larger lakes that people boat in and things like that and fish in. And there's a big difference between that and like a smaller body of water where it's like, Ducks go in it and poop, and then you get swimmers itch, and I'll yeah, no. swimmers swimmers itch. itch. It's not cool. Sounds like no. gross. Right, we, let, let me whack the tubes. We've gotten <laughs> way so. Whack them. So we were talking about leeches. Triple O, what do you got, man? So uh, I know that there's the the terrain around Lake Superior has a lot of rivers and waterfalls coming into Lake Superior. Does the trail go by these waterfalls at all? Or yeah, yeah. There's a. 
there's a couple different sections where you go you go through a lot of state parks on this Superior hiking trail because uh, there's just there's a lot of state parks that kind of line the Lake Superior shoreline. Uh, one of the really really pretty ones is Gooseberry Falls. Ooh, that is pretty. Yeah, yeah. Oh I know, like on trails, for instance, the North Island of New Zealand, there was not a lot of public land, so we would have to often think about where we were going to camp, so as to try to be legal. I'm curious about the SHT. Is there a lot of mixed public-private? Would you have to like plan ahead and try to figure out where you're going to camp that night? There was a. I, there I, was can a, I tack on a part B of that question, yeah, which absolutely. is what those camp opportunities were like as far as quality of campsite? Sure. So there was a there was a little bit of private land that you hiked through on the trail, but most of it was public. As far as campsites, it was it was almost overwhelming because the way the SHT has it set up is that. There are only designated campsites. That's where you have to camp at oh. every night. So okay. in a way, it's great because you're just like, well, I guess I'll just pick which one of these sites I'm going to be in every night. Hmm. And they range in size. Some might have room for two to three tents. Some have room for eight tents. They all have a backcountry latrine. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So really, really nice setup. Okay. You know, great for people that are, you know, newer through hikers that, don't have to think about this. They don't have to maybe scratch out somewhere in the woods to possibly camp at or, you know, hike an extra five or ten miles at the end of the day they don't want to do. It did make it a little tough if you're trying to figure out, like, all right, I'm going to town in four days. I want to do four 20-mile days. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, well, I'm either going to go 15 or I'm going 24. Okay. So Right. You know. And so for the entire length of the trail, there's these designated camping areas. From the northern terminus to Martin Road, which is just north of Duluth, yeah. So it's great. And were they nice, the campsites? Yeah. I mean, some were nicer than others, but they're all all nice. They, you know, they had nice flat spots. They had a nice backcountry latrine. They all had a fire ring. They all had, like, a couple of wooden benches where you could have a kind of communal fire and eat it why couldn't you camp anywhere else just because they don't want you to yeah basically they just don't want you to and you're in state park land for a lot of this time yeah a good amount of restrictions a a good amount of it you're in state park land um maybe i missed this but did you have to pay for those campsites no those are all all free and were they like were they some of them like that hard pack you know gravel were you sleeping on gravel no most of it was all all just all just dirt are there wow. any, per, as an SHT through hiker, are there any permits or anything you have to pay money? Zero permitting. The only time you would need to, you know, maybe look into paying for a campsite or something like that is if you're going to stay in one of the state parks in a non-superior hiking trail designated okay. area. What or, about uh, yeah. what about forageable materials? Any berries and things like that? Lots of blueberries are <gasps> a big thing up there. Lots right? of raspberries. Can we, can oh we get a collective sigh? Uh, yeah, you, you need to pull good. some of these collective sighs out for uh, some well. clips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll isolate yeah. a few. Yeah. At, at times, it, it was almost overwhelming because the trail was oh lined by so many raspberry bushes. And It'll just, slow down the hiking for sure. Yeah, you oh. just stopped. Yeah. You just couldn't hike. You just had to stuff your mouth with raspberries. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah, I would my, just, my name's I would, Grizzly. Come on. Until you pooped your <laughs> pants. Yeah. I know. I know. Until <laughs> you poop your pants. This has happened to me recently. Actually, not me, but... Children that I was hiking with, they just couldn't stop eating raspberries. Interesting. It happens there to me all the time. There weren't that many. Yeah, many. yeah I, I have a real weakness crazy. for uh, for any kind of like delicious oh, berry in the back country. Yeah. Oh, Lots man. of raspberries, um, some thimbleberries, but mm. didn't really see any blueberries. Maybe, wonder, maybe it was a little early. Yeah, maybe a different. What about wildlife? 
What do, what do you see on the Any SHT? megafauna? Uh, so the northern area of the trail, you've got the opportunity to see moose. <laughs> okay. Um, megafauna. Megafauna. <laughs> uh, wolves. Pretty much the wolves? entire. Wolves? No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much the entire length of the SHT, there's an opportunity to see wolves. Oh, wow. Wolves. Uh, is that megafauna or is that like no, medium fauna? that's like fauna. A medium that's fauna. A megafauna. Medium fauna. <laughs> Black bears. Uh, megafauna. Did yeah. you see any of these megafauna? No, I saw like three deer the entire time. Okay. Yeah. Medium okay. fauna. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any microfauna? Um, any like rodents? rodents? Like Beavers? Weasels? We already talked about bugs. Mapaches? Ma- ma- what's uh, mapaches? Raccoons? M- nanofauna. We don't want to talk about the nanofauna. <laughs> Microfauna. A lot of beaver dams, a lot of squirrels, a lot of chipmunks. But, yeah, um, you saw a lot of okay. chipmunks. Not, not a lot of wildlife. So cool, it's not the Florida <laughs> Trail. So talk to us about like resupplies. And by and wildlife, I mean snakes. Like yeah. how, how often are you hitting towns? 300 What are your resupply options? Like, do you, Are you mailing yourself boxes or just hitting towns and shopping you, at grocery stores? You definitely could mail yourself boxes. You don't need to. About every 50 to 80 miles, you're in a town. Okay. You know, and do they have Dollar Tree there? Because that's the only place I resupply. <laughs> you know, I Dollar did, Tree. I don't, Good Lord. What about the Dollar Store? I mean, is there a big Do difference you, between Dollar Tree and the Dollar Store? Or Dollar, Dollar General? Yes. Yeah, or Dollar General. I mean, what's the difference between these? Go things? hike the Grand Enchantment Trail. <laughs> yeah, there's a Dollar Store on that one. Every town. Oh my God. I almost exclusively resupplied out of holiday gas stations for the entire t- trip. Wow. Tell us holiday. More. Really? What is that? I don't know. It's a, it's a gas station gas station chain in the Upper Midwest. Yeah, is really? it nice? Yeah. I mean, do, is it nicer than like your you know? I'm pretty sure I've taken showers at Holidays. Oh wow! Yeah, I think they've so got they're like, like some they're of those like trucker ones. Mega you know? gas station. <laughs> mega gas station. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Did you did you actually were you able to use showers at any of these holidays? No. Okay. No. Because I was just thinking, as a through hiker, this would be a good that'd be perfect strategy. You know. But like, how was the resupply? Was it good? I mean, yeah. I mean, it was. I wasn't packing out hummus and avocados, but okay. oh. you know you can you can slum mm. it. Skittles and beef jerky. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. most of our trail show listeners prefer to pack out hummus and avocados. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should probably just put the kibosh in this trail right about now. Yeah, <laughs> move on. Salty wouldn't be happy with my resupplies. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, again, like you said, you can always smell yourself boxes. Exactly. Okay. Buck 30, well, but wait, wait, wait. Were there other options though? Yeah, most of the towns did have. Have grocery stores? You know, I I did go to some of the grocery stores as well. Oh but wow, that's cool. We know yeah, we know yeah. Duluth has craft breweries. <laughs> Were there yeah. any other craft beer options along the, the SHT? Yeah, um, Grand Marais had. Oh gosh, why Grand Marais. Grand Marais. I'm trying to think of the name of the. Oh, they had a brewery. they had a brewery. Yeah. Okay. So right at the beginning. Gra- I want to say it's like, ex- like Expedition Brewery or something. Okay. I, I, I can look it up. Um, there's Castle Danger Brewery in Ooh. Two Harbors. That was a good one. Castle Danger. That sounds Grand Marais also has a really good donut shop. Just I think it's called like really? reflect. Yeah. I think it's called like world's best donut shop. Or yeah, something I think like that. so. Yeah. Well, that that's important information for hikers yeah, to that's know. Critical. Yeah. Speaking critical. of information, what get a six pack and a did, dozen. Did you carry a map? Did you have an app? Did you have what did you have to navigate by? So Superior Hiking Trail has maps that you can purchase online. Uh, they also have a guidebook. The maps were pretty handy as far as you know seeing the distances between campsites and stuff like that. Um, 
it also had an elevation chart on there. I would completely ignore the elevation chart. Okay. <laughs> um, and there was a guidebook. The guidebook was was pretty helpful as well. So as far you, as like that's talent. what you use. The... Yeah, we looked at the guidebook kind of ahead of time. Okay. Being a three hundred and ten mile hike, I kind of maybe threw caution to the wind a little bit. My girlfriend was a, a little more in depth as far as like right. reading up on everything. I'm like, eh, it'll be fine. Is it's it blazed? It's very very well marked. With like, what's their blaze? It's a blue blaze, and then okay. they've got a. Like, right above it, they also have a little superior hiking trail sign. Okay. W- what about the tread of the trail? It's, oh, so, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tilo, sorry, I didn't. Tilo please. Um, you said just throw the elevation profile out the window. Oh, absolutely. Because there is no significant elevation gains? No, because there is no scale on the elevation chart. Oh. Like it shows everything as just like a straight up and down spike on the elevation yeah. chart. Yeah. No, it's not like kind of like, huh. it, it doesn't kind of like grow or no. show the real profile. It's just like point to point like, like yeah. as if everything was straight so you'll see one on the elevation chart like oh it's a 500 foot climb that's like this is gonna be rough and it's like oh that was actually dragged out over five miles but then uh, the next one it'll be like all right that's a 100 foot climb and you're like okay that 100 feet was actually over like one tenth of a mile Ooh, yeah see, okay so were there big vertical gains i not, mean not really right no not really 500 foot maybe was the yeah, max five six hundred feet is what was the low. highest elevation do you think it's like a little over 12,000 feet. 1,200 1, feet. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. 1,200 feet. <laughs> I was like, wow. That would be amazing. I wasn't aware they had peaks yeah. that big. By the way, I looked it up, and it's Voyeur Brewing Company. Voyeur. Oh, no. Voyager. 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 I, I, like, I actually Voyager. want to go to Voyeur Brewing Company. Where is that? <laughs> so the, the highest point on the trail is 1,829 feet. They've got a okay. hole in the wall there. Okay, 1,829? Yeah, and that okay. was actually on my very first day on the trail, so... And the lowest elevation is just over 600 feet, which is the Lake oh. Superior shoreline. Okay. And I noticed, um, I don't want to forget this, you posted a lot of photos from your hike on your Instagram feed. Yeah. How yeah. can people view that? Just follow me on Instagram at uh, grizzly underscore hikes. Okay. And yeah. I'm also, my girlfriend and I are doing a blog post about it as well, a write-up for uh, the Trek website. Oh, no kidding. Yep. Okay, we'll post a link to that. Is that not done yet? Uh, that should be posted, I think, next week. We just finished okay, it up. Okay, we'll, we'll, that about the time this show airs. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah. Post a link. Okay. What do you think of... What do you think of Lake Superior itself? Because I think... I, I personally think Lake Superior is one of the most amazing natural wonders in the world. I, I think Lake Superior is absolutely gorgeous. I just wish... My my one complaint about the trail is I wish you would have spent more time by Lake Superior right. or had a few more views of Lake Superior. It also seemed like a little bad luck on our part where we'd get up to some of these areas where it's like, oh, wow, we're going to have all these viewpoints today. Oh, but wait, it's raining sideways. Were there were there white blazes that you could take down to uh, the Superior hiking, to Lake Superior? No, not and really. And you know how, notice how I said white blazes because yeah. you're on a blue blaze trail. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're very knowledgeable, Dilo. It's <laughs> so much more interesting when you explain it. There, yeah, there were a lot best. of there were a lot of alternates on the trail that you could take as far as like different viewpoints and stuff like that if you wanted to. So you know, if it was a beautiful yeah. day or if there were the fall colors, great. Go to these viewpoints. Go on top of this little mountain. Right. Take well, a look. But if you take the alternates, does it still count? As a through hike, God, it doesn't oh, count man. unless you go Here through go. Duluth, Triple uh, O. It does not yeah. count unless you go unless all the way you hit Duluth. every brewery along yeah. the way. If you, including if you, Voyeur, if you bail, if you bail <laughs> that Tough that road be on the north side of Duluth, then nothing matters. Well, the worst part about it yeah. is for about a I don't know 
a good part of the last two days going into Duluth before you get to Martin Road, where a lot of people quit, or not quit, but they stop their hike. Right. You're going through a lot of old snowmobile trails. So oh, it's just, fun. Yeah. So it's just basically like just a clear cut through the woods of unkept trail where it's like long yeah. grass. And you're like, unkempt. Yeah, this is great. So then you. <laughs> Prime tick habitat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, you mentioned rain. Is it. Is it typically a wet weather trail, or, or does the weather vary? How, how many rainy days did you have out there? Well, out of the 19 days on trail, I don't know, probably like five or six were oh, like that's we're, a lot. We're, oh, we're, okay. We're, we're rain. Third. About a yeah. third of the hike. Yeah. I think it, it actually, I did the math on it, and it rained more on me on the Superior Trail than it did when I did the entire PCT. Well, that. It's not surprising. Well, right? yeah. Depends well, on when you finish in Washington. Yeah, yeah. depends true, on that's how late you're in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's okay. Five or six days, and yeah. you guys were prepared for that, I presume. Yeah. I mean, you kind of expect going through the upper Midwest in the summer, you're, like, you're going to get some thunderstorms. Our very last right. night on trail, actually, like, being able to camp just north of Duluth, just terrible thunderstorms. We had 60-mile-an-hour wind gusts. They were saying golf ball-sized hail, and, of course— we're laying there in our tent with cell phone service, like watching the thunderstorms come at us. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing like national yeah. weather forecasts, like severe thunderstorm warnings, take shelter. If you live in a mobile home, it may be destroyed. Oh, and we're man. like, wow, this is going to be interesting. I'm sure. Oh, our tent should be fine. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> our kitchen fiber walls will hold yeah. up to yeah, golf ball size hail. So no big deal. They bounce, right? We pitched it under this giant tree. We'll be safe here. <laughs> Well, we actually did pitch it under a gigantic maple tree right? yeah. and like yeah. surrounded by a bunch of bushes. It wasn't that bad. We got some hail. We didn't have any damage to the tent. No trees okay. fell on us, obviously. Did, did you uh, did you come up with any good um, trail tips while you were out there? Should I cue the music, Dilo? Yeah. Wait, are we just, done with this? Just in case. No, it's no, in I'm, just, I'm just saying. I think I, it, it's a mid-interview trail yeah. tip. Yeah. So is that is that okay, Felicia? I, <laughs> Yes, it is, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would say my biggest trail tip is when you're thinking about rain gear, think about the trail that you're actually on. If you're on a trail like the PCT, it's a drier climate. You get a rainstorm, it's probably going to dry out. It's not going to be high humidity. You know, if you're in the Sierras, you can get away with wearing rain pants and a rain jacket. Maybe it's going to be a little bit colder if you're, like, around the divide on the CDT. Areas like the AT or like I was on the SHT, it's humid. You know, when the, when a yeah. storm comes in, it's going to be humid for a day or two or just all summer long, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we packed rain pants, rain jacket. Really, really wish we would have just packed a poncho. Yeah. A lot more ventilation. Sure. You know, it's kind of a, it, it's a tricky game when it's 75 degrees outside and, and raining. And, and raining. Yeah. And I, you just you're sweating through the inside. It's oh, it's not keeping you dry God. anyway. Are yeah. you an umbrella user? I'm not an umbrella user. Although Gosh, I think I, I I think I umbrellas may, excel in climates yeah, like that. I think yeah. I may yeah. go umbrella. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember being on the AT in the Mid Atlantic states, the horrible part, and it was just so awful like every day it was just so hot and like i sweat so much it was just like i felt like a big slug like a big slimy and i remember one day it started raining i was like i gotta get my ring around and i was like no, no. actually i just want to get rained on it yeah good. I, I had the same experience <laughs> yeah. in new york on the at yeah it started raining and i actually just uh, instead of adding more things i just took off my shirt yeah it was and, great it was just like thank 
God, it's raining yeah. because it's miserable out here. Right yeah. now. <laughs> I, I kind of feel the same way in the high humidity areas. Like yeah. I, I don't deal well with the high humidity. It gets really uncomfortable yeah. real the, fast. It's so much different. I mean, being in a high humidity area than being, you know, say on the CDT, you know, you could do a 10, 11 day stretch on the CDT up, you know, going through the bob and stuff like that. And yeah, you feel gross and dirty, but yeah, four days of ninety percent humidity. You're just oh. like, I just want to burn my clothes. I want to burn my shoes. I yeah. want to burn everything. <laughs> just burn it down. Was there anything that surprised you about the Superior Hiking Trail? I was surprised the amount of day use that it saw. I mean, there was, oh, no a, there was a lot of day hikers, a lot of weekend backpackers. I was also surprised mm. at the lack of through hikers. Okay. That's your demographic, so yeah. it's mostly like day users and yeah. maybe multi-day users, but not necessarily throw hikers. A lot of trail runners, even. Okay. Ah. Yeah. They actually hold a big, uh, I think like a 100-mile trail run up there every year. I wanted to mention, too, the um, Superior Hiking Trail has an association. Oddly enough, it's called the Superior Hiking Trail Association. Ooh. And uh, huh. <laughs> you can find them at superiorhiking.org. Is there anything else about the SHT you want to get out there before we skedaddle? Or yourself. Yeah. Any secrets you want to reveal right now on the trail Secrets. Uh, as far as the SHT, I, mean, I think it's a great trail. I think it's an underutilized trail. I think if you're someone that wants to do one of the big three, especially like is really interested in the AT, yeah. get out and you know hike the SHT if you got a chance, especially if you live in the area. I and mean, as far as the, the climbs, you know, it's... It's a trail where it's never going to be flat. It's always going up or it's always going down. Hmm. A lot of rocky areas, a lot of roots. You're going to spend a lot of time in the forest. So it's basically like a miniature version of the AT, just without the history or the trail towns, like every five miles. And remember, you can find um, Grizzly's photos on his Instagram feed, grizzly underscore hikes. Yeah. Excellent. All right. There it is, folks. We covered the Superior Hiking Trail. You can send donations and um, libations to Delo at thetrailshow.com. Send them my way. And uh, we would be much appreciated. You can also send Delo uh, styrofoam peanuts in the shape of Minnesota. Yes. And make yeah. sure that they are yeah. in the biggest possible boxes <laughs> and that you can if pay you, for. Yeah. If you send a media mail, you'll get a good rate. Yeah. Right. yeah. Make it a mix no of hurry. styrofoam peanuts and cheese curd because he won't know which <laughs> is which. Yeah. And then it'll really devious. <laughs> but the problem with the styrofoam peanuts cheese curd mix is that my children might accidentally eat some styrofoam well, peanuts. Well, you might. You'll get stoned no, and I, then I you'll be like... <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. I don't eat styrofoam peanuts when I get high. What if they're the corn ones? No. <laughs> not yeah, even, I mean, not even the plant-based The plant-based ones are, yeah, are you like can you mean like those. the pirates booty? Like if no, I have no, a there's box styrofoam of pirates peanuts, booty at my house? Styrofoam peanuts that are made from a corn-based yeah. product so that they're yeah. both biodegradable and biodegradable. Uh-huh. That's pirates booty. Yeah. The same thing. You're not yeah. allowed <laughs> to ship anything into Boulder without using them. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's a new rule. Okay. We're going to take another break and when we come back, <laughs> we're going to eat some styrofoam peanuts. And we've got the rest of the show to do. Awesome. Wait, we're not done yet. No. no. Uh, we got probably oh, three more breaks. Man. Hours and hours of this oh, nonsense. Lord. Don't go anywhere. Trail Show. Less gear, more beer.
Speaking of more beer. Yeah, out of Charlottesville, Virginia, I've got the Star Hill Brewery Stone Rose Hibiscus Lager. And out of St. Petersburg, VA, we have the Lemon Honey Ginger Ale Lucky 75. How is yeah. that? It's very refreshing. And it's also a little bit high in alcohol, which is kind of really? nice. Yeah, 7.6% ABV. Really? Again, it doesn't yeah. taste like that. No. Wow. Dangerous. Uh, yeah. Man, who hey, knew hey, the P. old P. dimension? This you, one's only 5.4. Can you pass some of that hibiscus down? Yeah, go for it. I Feel free wanna, to take a swig. Uh, yeah, what, ha, what What do we call that again? Nicaraguan style. Nicaraguan style. Yeah. I don't know. Let Trail me tell you. Illegal, what do you Let think, me tell man? you where that came from. Let me tell you where that came from. Tell us. I don't know. Can't tell. Please, please Can't explain tell. this. Slander towards so Nicaragua. It's not slander. So my friends Ryan and Dan rode their motorcycles from Michigan to Argentina over the course of a year. And they spent some time in Nicaragua. Shout out to Rhino. Rhino, congrats on becoming a dad. Anyway, uh they spent some time, of course, in Nicaragua because they went through that country. And they talked about how when they would like hang out with the dudes at night and stuff. That they'd all stand around, you know, I don't know. I, I won't say a campfire or something like that. But anyway, they'd stand around and talk and they'd pass around these big bottles of, of beer, you know, like a 40. And so every time I was hanging out with them and we were drinking a lot, they'd just pass around whatever we were drinking. And they're like, that's, they'll just drink it Nicaraguan style. So that's where it comes from. So huh. it's not slander. It's just, it's a style of sharing alcohol. You know Big Cat, right? Yes. Special. So Big yeah, Cat. I with him a little bit in 06. Yep. Big Cat and his brother, Andres, are Latvian. Oh, and, yeah. And um, they would do something very similar at various parties they would have. But what they would do is um, there's this Latvian liquor called balsams. I'm sure I'm butchering that, but that's. And it sounds good, though. And it tasted kind of. It, ha- it had like a little uh, licorice sort of thing going Ooh, on. That sounds And Inevitably, during, during their parties. Somebody, one of them would pull out a full fifth of this Latvian liquor and and like have someone bar the door, and I'm not exaggerating, and then crack the top, and whoever was standing there, the bottle had to to be killed before anyone could leave the party. See, that's Latvian style. I would so say now, that's Latvian style. Okay, <laughs> what so what do you have against that's, Latvians? That's apparently also Alaskan style because so when I finished <laughs> the PCT, I finished uh, with a dude named Red Cash. And he, even though he, great even though he had been sick for like, he, dude, this guy is a beast, man. I'm telling you, he's like a mountain guide and everything. S- serious dude. Beast mode. In, in any case, he'd been sick for like several days. We get to the Canadian border. He opens this bottle, pulls off the cap and throws it on the ground. We picked it up, of course, but you know, throws it on the ground. He's like, all right, we got to do this. And basically like the idea was we had to pass it around until it was done. Cause, Gone. Cause what, what there's no have? more cap. You what know. do you have against the Alaskans? Especially? I know, right? Yeah. I, the elected Sarah Palin. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point. Valid wow. point. Wow. Anyway, so to your point out of order, <laughs> <laughs> just because you're always trying to pick just legal so battles, so what, you're saying, so what you're saying is it's okay to stereotype a group by a small sample size. Yes. Okay. That's Sarah Palin. That's the only Alaska. way you can <laughs> Yeah, right there. Well, yeah. you don't know how big of a sample size my friends Ryan and Dan encountered. I told you about one specific situation, but you have no idea what their experience was. You have to go to ryananddan.com <laughs> and read their blog about their trips <laughs> now, from Michigan. That was down a long time ago before blogs. Go? Where did they go to? Michigan to the 
the southern part of Argentina. Oh, down into it's a Pat- long ride, Patagonia. Yeah. Speaking of long rides, let's talk about trips. Let's talk oh. about oh, a trip. Let's do it. Who went somewhere this month? I think everybody. Everybody did. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll start off since everyone's being reluctant. KG. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not being KG. I we did some more trail maintenance because that's been the theme of the summer. And the reason we did more trail maintenance over Labor Day weekend is because uh, a woman that I work with happened to mountain bike the section of the Colorado Trail that we maintain, and she took four photos <laughs> of four separate blowdowns on our section. And, and, showed, them, and showed them to you, right? And showed them to She's me. She's like, get cracking. Well, and as soon as I saw those photos, I was like, we have to go. We have to go out there right now. We have to go. That, those, and so, actually, it was three blowdowns. And by the time we got out there, like two days later, there was four blowdowns. So, like, <gasps> oh, trees man. are just, there's so much standing dead beetle kill in Colorado, at least southern Colorado at the moment, that things are just falling over weekly at this so point. It really poses the question, if a tree falls across a trail and there's no one around to photograph it, does it still create an obstacle? Yes. And it's funny too because not a difficult question. Right when no, we started our trail work, <laughs> right when we started our trail work, we met two long haul mountain bikers and uh we were like, "Hey, did you guys did you guys come across any blowdowns?" And they're like, "Yeah, four. And when we got to them, they were all like a little bit high off the ground and would have oh, been yeah. a complete pain in the ass to lift your heavy ass bike yes. full of, you know, pack saddles and gear up and over said blowdown. But if they'd only shown up like three hours later, they would have all been cleared. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the next oh, well. the next folks. That's right. So that's what that's what I did. Special. I want to hear about your suffer fast trip. Yeah, so I Ooh, I uh, I went out with uh, with Cloud uh, and tried to do a section. Well, we did a section of the Sangre's um, Sangre de Cristo uh, range. Nice. So uh, the Sangre de Cristo does not really have a summit trail per se. There's no trail at all. Pod knows of any this. kind, shape, or form. Uh, it's really <laughs> so we we uh, we. Dropped my car in Crestone, um, oh, okay, and then uh, went and drove most of the way up Methodist Mountain, and then got a ride pretty much all the way to the top of Methodist Mountain. I, I got to ask you a question about that too. Did you go by? Was there a gate? There was a gate. And was there a big creepy cabin that said "No trespassing everywhere"? Ooh, I don't remember that. Hmm. I'm curious which where you guys went. We went up to the very top where there's all those radio towers. Yeah, we. Was the, the gate open? The gate was open? No, the gate was closed. Oh, okay. But so per- you drove up to that, that trailhead gave, and the then walked up. The person that gave up. us a ride, yeah, so we, we drove up the road as far as yeah. you can yeah. legally go without keys and things, parked, and we're getting ready to, to walk up, and I think we walked like a couple hundred yards and uh, and then encountered someone who had access to the ah. top. Okay. And so they ended up wow. giving us a ride all the way to the top, okay. saving us like a, a few hours of like yes. uphill road walking. Yeah. Which I mean, it was a, it would have been a nice hike or whatever, but it was pretty great to just get up. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, so uh, the first few miles of it were a lot of blowdowns, and when I say blowdowns, you know, keep in mind that there's not a trail that you're following. It's like, oh, I just have to get around this like tree or two or three or seven. It's like 
oh, okay, well, here we are trying to stay as high on the ridge as possible, and pretty much the entire top of the ridge is covered with, you know, 30, 40, 50 Pick up trees sticks. that are, yeah, it's just it's just a oh, jumble yeah. of, of... Oh, man, I can't wait so to like do it. trying to find your... I still got, like, scrapes oh, and yes. scabs on my legs from, oh, from, yes. from it. So it was, it, that, that was, you know, what it was. But then once you're up above tree line, uh, it doesn't get easier. It just gets different um, yeah. because, again, no trail. And it's steep. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's like, it's straight up and down these, these like rather sharp relief, you know, prominent peaks. Um, and, and it's all on these, you know, boulders and talus and, and stuff like that. And it's usually so windy up there too. Oh my God. It was, it was wind <laughs> the entire time. When you, when we would get to these little spots uh, for you know some of our breaks here and there, and I I had to take some breaks because I was I, I I got my ass handed to me. Cloud, she's been like climbing up some mountains and doing fourteeners and doing some other stuff, so she was she was leaving me in the dust. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely windy the entire time. My lips and my face got all like wind chapped more than they got sunburned. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and uh yeah it was so it was it was definitely gorgeous up there i mean the great thing about the sangre de cristos is it, is that it kind of rises out of more or less flatness and so as opposed to being like in mountains that are above shorter hills and things you're in mountains that are just above these like vast plains and so it's got a much different feel to it so did you go all the way to Crestone back to your car? Uh, no. So uh, how far we, south we did you make to, it? We got made made it to what was it Hayden Pass? I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, and and then because the thing was there. is if we went further than that, I wouldn't have had time. We wouldn't have had enough yeah. time to get to my car. That's interesting. And I had a hard like time cut off because I had to. I basically finished doing that, drove back to Boulder, and then the next morning I had to like pack up my crap and fly out. Yeah, because so. I hiked from Hayden Pass to Crestone many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you do it along that like black crest or black? Well, from Hayden Pass, from Hayden Pass, there is a trail that heads south. Yeah, and then it peters out, and then you kind of just walk along the crest and then drop down, and then you go over Cottonwood. And Pod and I have been mm-hmm. over Cottonwood before, and there's no trails. We went up camping there. together once. It was really romantic. Yeah, it was fun. That Sounds was before lovely. disco was in the picture. No, it wasn't. Was it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Uh. <laughs> Hey, how Anyways, did you get out uh, of the <laughs> Say what? Wait, this isn't about your trip. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's fun. Yeah, because you, you from don't there, pull up from there, you can kind of there's there's trails that go up and down and stuff. But that well, yeah, northern so like if stretch, you're, if you're going southbound, northern once you hit stretch is pass, gnarly. Then the the there's actual no trail. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no so, trails. So where's Hayden, the water from Hayden? No, there isn't. You you have to bring drop, it all. You, you have bring to a drop, gallon. No, you have a gallon up above tree line. Yeah, you have to drop all the way off of the the ridge. And go down to like some more than a thousand feet, unfortunately, in a couple of cases. Yeah, and drink as much as possible. So each day you basically take all of the water that you need with you because you're you're not going to once you go above tree line, there isn't anymore. There's nothing. Disco and I actually went up to Hayden Pass at the request of uh, Swami Swami. because he he has his the the Sangres Traverse on his webpage and he has information about it and some maps, and he wanted to know if there was water at Hayden Pass. There's not. And there so is. There, oh, you found just some? Below, just below. 0.7 miles to the east. 
on the road. Okay. With an elevation loss of like 400 feet. There is. Oh, that's not bad it, at all. And it, it's been deemed Trail Show Spring. It has. Oh, oh wow. That's oh. Fun. It, it's on his map set as Trail yes. Show Spring. Because we yeah, did the recon. It, in any case, it's the that northern portion of the Sangres was was a was a serious ass kicker. Yeah. So the, part of the reason that I wanted to do this traverse in the first place uh, was you know when I when we did the Fourteeners through hike years ago, there was uh, there was a, a portion of that that went ac- along the southern um, yes. section of the Sangre de Cristo Ridge, and that was gorgeous. It was also a brutal <laughs> descent coming from that down to the sand dunes, but like up there on the ridge, it's just it's views for miles. It's it's you so know, crazy out it's there. It's really nice. So one of a kind. Yeah. So I'm I'm really happy that I went and did it. It certainly kicked my ass. Uh, I do think that at some point I would like to try to carve out enough time to be able to do the entire Blanca yeah. to to Methodist Mountain Traverse. I'm in. Um, but I'll I'll definitely be allotting some more time and setting some pretty low mileage goals because. Yeah. It is slow going. It's crazy if there. you think about. Um, so Pepper Flake, he stayed with us in Salida. He had just done the Sangres Traverse, and he slept on top of. What, are we doing a Sangres Traverse trail no, month here? What no, are we? No, no. What, what's going on? It's an interesting. It's an interesting. We, we got to keep the show I know, moving. I know it's going to be a long show. Yeah, yeah. He slept on top of Blanca. First of all, well, he stayed in a sleeping bag on top of Blanca. That sounds. But he did. Cool. Didn't sleep too much. He did from south of Hayden Pass to Methodist Mountain in one day. Oh Lord. Yeah, there's some. There's a couple of runners from Fort Collins that that did the Blanca to Methodist in five days recently. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Anyway, okay, sorry. Okay, so yeah, that was my trip. Whack Uh, the tubes. Yeah, whack them. I guess I also went to Florida, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll do mine because it's fast. Hiking across the swamp. I went up to Crested Butte with my friend Trainwreck. Shout out T Dub T W, and we hiked up to Blue Lake and we got in and it was freezing. Did you stop breathing? In the end, I did. Yeah. I did not breathe while I was in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you don't have gills? Oh, my God. It was so cold. My bones were aching when I got out. Triple O, what about you, man? Uh, you should have been in Minnesota, P.O.D., because I went to the Boundary Waters Wilderness, which is a hidden wow. gem. A lot of hikers do not understand what this is. It's basically in northern Minnesota. is just covered in lakes. I mean... Look at a map. It's actually kind of amazing how many lakes they have over there. And you canoe from lake to lake. And there's hiking involved because you have to take that canoe and put it to the next lake on a portage trail. Some of these trails go way back in time, history, all the way to the fur trade. Nice. Um, and uh, it's a it's a great area. Lots of swimming this time of year. Triple O. Yes. Isn't, that, isn't Minnesota the land of 10,000 lakes? It is. It yes. is. Yes. See? Uh, Wisconsin. I have some geography. <laughs> Special? <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners. He, I just I just got up bird. Bird. Yeah, yeah, he did. Because I actually am pretty good at geography. I actually took a lot of offense earlier. Oh, thin skin. Yeah. I tell you, that was more of, of a dig at Americans <laughs> okay. than it was at you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Back I'll, to out of order. We can move on. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I highly recommend the Boundary Water Wilderness for people who want to want to check out something a little different than hiking. Okay. I would I would yeah. second that. We did a trip there that was awesome. Grizzly, we know what you've been up to, but you've done some hikes after the SHT, right? What did you just do most recently? Yeah, I uh, I went on to good old P Mag's website and started looking the at late. his hike. The late, yeah. the late, the Paul late Paul Magnanti. Yeah. Rest in peace. All right, people. Did his uh, rest in Utah double bypass <laughs> loop? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pawnee Buchanan. Yep, Pawnee nice. Buchanan loop. Uh, when you ran into people, which you inevitably did on that. Did you ask them where they heard about this? 
so surprisingly, I started. I I did it yesterday, and you just, did it yesterday. Oh, that's, this is late in the season. Yeah, yeah yesterday nice. and this morning, um, taking advantage of the fact that you don't need permits after September fifteenth. Oh, that's yep. cool. Yeah, yeah. Where did you camp? Uh, camped at uh what Muir Pond, right next to Crater Lake and Lone Eagle. Oh, Peak. cool. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, it was nice. Went over uh Buchanan Pass yesterday and. Camped oh, you lake. went over Buchanan and came back over Pawnee. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So it was beautiful. Fall colors were great. Yeah. Saw a little wildlife. So, what? See some moose? Yeah, one moose, one black yeah. bear. Oh, a bear. Megafauna. Whoa, no kidding. Megafauna. Megafauna. <laughs> <laughs> All right, D'Lo, last but not least, we you you went the furthest, right? Where? Did oh, you? man, I went to the Black Hills of South Dakota. Why? What? Why? I don't even know, man. It was just because we want to drive as far as possible on our family camping trips. Were you in the camper van again? Were you doing? No, I did not rent a camper life? van. No, we we're done with the van life, man. The van life is not for us. I thought I rehashed that. Like, yeah. You did. Moving yeah. on. Uh, no, we went up. We went up to Custer State Park um, in the Black Hills, which was a fantastic area. Uh, very scenic. Lots of ponderosa pines. Sunny skies, lakes that were swimmable. It's a beautiful area. No wildlife to speak of. No megafauna. Lots of families. You didn't see any bison up there. We had a. I did see bison. I actually. I actually got reprimanded by a tour bus driver because I stood too close to the bison. (laughs) (laughs) How how close? How close were you? I was maybe like thirty, fifty feet away from bison. We got out of our car. Were you got out of our? Were you thumb distance away? Okay, so. We got out of our car because we did this wildlife drive, and I, I would just like for our listeners to know that I detest scenic drives. <laughs> I detest scenic drives with all my soul. The last thing I ever want to do is go on a scene. Oh, let's just go on this drive. We can't really do anything while we go on this drive, but it's scenic. You could stop and look out there. I don't care. I don't like scenic drives. I want to get out of the car and actually do something. You know, I want to stop the car, park the car, walk. Hike, scramble, do something. I hate scenic drives. So we did this scenic drive, this wildlife loop in Custer State Park. And, oh, look, there's a herd of bison on the side of the road. So everybody's parked and people are walking over towards the bison and looking at them and shooting them with their big long lenses and stuff. So I said, yeah, let's get out of the car. And me and Leo and Wendy and Mateo's in somebody's arms. And we're all looking at the bison. And that's when the tour bus driver pulls up next to me and he says... Do you know that those bison can run 30 miles an hour? And I said, yeah, I, I actually do know that. And Did you said, tell him that you can run 30 miles an hour? Too? <laughs> you can no, run 31 <laughs> miles per hour. I didn't say that. And he said, do you know how stupid it is what you're doing right there? And I looked at him and I said, no, but thank you for letting me know. <laughs> and then we kind of calmly walked away and got back in our car and I felt like a... <laughs> and I felt very, so, I was very self conscious about being reprimanded by the tour bus driver. Yeah. So, so let me ask you though, yeah. like, do do you think if you'd put your arm out, that you'd have been able to cover that bison with your thumb? No, man. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Like we were like we were like thirty feet away from this herd of bison, but there must have been like honestly, there's there is some safety in numbers because if the bison did decide to charge us. They That's true. Probably, you could have thrown your kids out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'd probably take out my son before they took me out. And so oh, yeah, you were fine. I think that's why the tour bus driver reprimanded me because I was the easy scapegoat. I was the dad. I was like, your son is going to die because you're going to run faster than him Did, and he's going to get trampled by a bison. Y- y- yeah. y- you should have taken that opportunity to tell him how sexist it was for him to tell to call you out instead of your <laughs> <Not> wife. your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was probably the low light of my uh, trip to the Black Hills. Everything else was fantastic. Okay. 
We went to Mount Rushmore, which was very touristy, but very scenic. Did, did you happen to go by uh, Crazy any, Horse any of the caves we in the area? We saw Crazy Horse, which is under construction from the highway. Still. I was, about, I was about at the limit of my scenic driving by the time we came to Crazy Horse. I was like, by the way, the Crazy Horse Monument yeah. was under construction in 1998 yeah. when I drove through. Yeah. That was 20 years ago, so mm-hmm. apparently construction takes yeah. a while. But Custer, it's South like Dakota, Custer, South Dakota is a fantastic town. Hot Springs, South Dakota is a fantastic town. It's just a great area. Uh, it's scenic, swimmable lakes, nice hiking, very nice hiking. Lots of raspberries on the trail. Yeah, did, highly did, recommend it. Did Ooh. you check out any of the uh, the caves? There's a couple of. We did go to Wind Cave National Monument, or excuse me, National Park, and we took the tour there. And I carried uh, my younger child through the tour, and my older son walked through the tour. And there must have been 40 or 50 of us uh, on the tour with one ranger, which is pretty fun. It's a cave. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's yeah. keep going. Hey, we got an audio clip from Salty and Allgood, who are out on the Oregon Desert Trail. I think there's three of them out there. They're hiking the ODT westbound, which I think is the opposite of. Anyway. Are they throw hiking? They are throw hiking it. Oh, I think it's 800 miles roughly. Anyway. All goods hiking 800 miles? Yeah, we'll Man, see. I didn't know he was capable of that. Oh, anymore. come on. Hey, Look man. who's talking. Look who's talking. Can I throw people under the bus? That's like my role on this show. I'm going to cut out God. the first 10 seconds. Wait, I thought, I thought it was to be thrown under the bus. That, that too, but oh, okay. it's to throw and to be thrown. Bus activities. Director yeah. of bus activities. Hey, trail show. This is Salty coming at you from the Oregon Desert Trail. I'm here with my hiking partners, All Good and Swept Away. Hey guys, how's it going? We wanted to share a couple of things about the ODT with all of you. So um, probably the biggest thing about the ODT is it's really, really remote. Um, It's probably the most remote area in the lower 48 you can visit. Uh, We didn't see anybody for about the first 11 days that we were on trail. Along with that remoteness, we have a lot of fun things that go with it, such as uh, big water carries, like three gallons of water at a time because there's not a lot of water out here. And it's definitely a route, not a trail. So uh, we've had a lot of experiences um, just uh, having to find our way. And uh, Salty's got a couple of things to talk about with the, uh, the route. Yeah, we've encountered a, uh, a buffet of surfaces, if you will. We will. Borax Salt Flats, Borax Marsh, Lava with Weeds, Lava Without Weeds, Cheatgrass, Sage Pokey Plants, Lots of Sand, and of course, swimming. Well, that's not a surface. You get the idea. Here's swept away to talk about a little bit more. At least each of these surfaces has led us to a variety of hot springs and oh. mostly tepid to warmish cold springs. We had one <laughs> lunch break right in the middle of one. It was pretty sweet. And with that remoteness, uh, as soon as the sun goes down, practically, the Milky Way starts popping out. Oh, and for the couple of minutes nice. that you can... Uh, just pull your eyelids apart at night. The the light show is spectacular. Yes. And we do want to give a shout out to Disco for the uh, blue sponge trail tip. It has been saving our legs and our lives out yes. here. And before we close up, uh, oh, all good has a few more things. <laughs> of course. Shocking, I'm long-winded. A um, couple more things we have here. One is the, um, the Oahe. Uh, that's probably the coolest place we've been. You should definitely check out the Oahe lands of uh, Oregon if you ever have the chance. 
the little the West Little Wahi Canyon was probably the most remote, spectacular place we've been in the entire trip. Uh, we are halfway done at this point. We left French Glen this morning, which is about the official halfway point. So that's pretty sweet. Um, kind of a funny story with the remoteness and the lack of through hikers on this trail previously. Some of the town folks don't know quite what to make of the three of us, especially me being a 200-pound gorilla wearing a skirt. Um, so <laughs> we were in Denio, Nevada, the other day getting some water from the library because that was our only option to get. Um, Do you think they had to return it? Denio. We were sitting in front of the library enjoying some of their free basil granted in their planter box and maybe a couple of cherry tomatoes from the community garden um, when a gentleman pulled up who was very concerned about what we were doing in his town and it turned out he was the librarian's husband somebody else had already called that we were there and uh he basically ran us off and told us he wasn't running us off but he really was wow. <laughs> great trail time great trail time, no, no, great trail time. one other thing is uh, uh. here in the odt cow is definitely your co-pilot if it wasn't for the cows i don't know if we would actually have had any trail so far to hike on so they're definitely a lot of friends. And um, all right, this is very special. This is just for you, POD. I know how much you love your history of uh, trail and trail town. So God. yesterday we walked through the Malheur Wildlife Refuge. You might remember that from a standoff oh, yeah. with Yal Qaeda a couple years back. <laughs> <laughs> a history lesson about the trail. Malheur, a French word meaning bad fortune or tragedy. Explorer trapper Peter Skeen Ogden of the Hudson Bay Company gave the Malheur River this name in 1826 when his party found that supplies and furs cached near the river had been taken by Native Americans. The Malheur National Wildlife Refugee was established on August 18, 1908 by President Theodore Roosevelt as the Lake Malheur Bird Reservation. <laughs> There's more than 320 bird and 58 mammal species identified on the refuge. American troops oh under God. the command of Colonel George B. Curry He's killing you, How does he know Blitzen this? River during a snowstorm in 1864 and gave the river the German name for thunder and lightning. Crickets. 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 Uh, probably an oh God. Such a historical trail. Such a historical trail. Trail Show Nation, we all love you. The ODT's awesome. Bring a friend so you have some company because you're not going to find any along the way. That's right. Just a lot of cows. <laughs> Just a lot of cows. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's salty. That's oh, good. And oh. all good. And swept, swept away. away from the Oregon Desert Trail. They're going to send us, uh, I think, another clip next month once they get to the end. Three, nice. Three gallons Which of water. is in Bend, right? I mean, yeah. You know three what? gallons of water. They need, uh, they need El Fuego. Ah, oh, they need the push Wolverine's cart. Wolverine's cart. Yeah. You know what's uh, wild about yeah. that history is the Hudson Bay Company. That was the same people who were making trails in the Boundary Waters in Minnesota. That's really oh. interesting. And those were their explorers that were getting that far west. <gasps> really? Yeah. 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 You, I, yeah. you can read <laughs> up on it, P.O.D. Some history no, right there. <laughs> Some history. All right. iTunes Top 5 is going to be really short this month because... We're not doing it. <laughs> well, here's the thing with iTunes Top 5. I can't do iTunes Top 5 if I don't have five reviews to read. Oh. So, I know that Onion really wants me to continue iTunes Top 5. So, Onion, encourage Trail Show Nation to write some reviews on iTunes, and then I will read them next month. By the way, happy birthday to the Onion. It was his birthday last week. Happy birthday, Onion. He's just moved to D.C. Let us know when you're settled. I'm going to send you some really cool ice cube trays. <laughs> Housewarming gift. Uh, <laughs> all right. For a media review this month, I hold in my hand Beer Hiking Pacific Northwest. What? The subtitle is The Most Refreshing Way to Discover Washington, Oregon, and British Columbia. 
this book is is pretty cool. It was written by Rachel Wood and Brandon Freilich, and they have essentially paired hikes with beer from local craft breweries near said hikes. It's a pretty slick little idea. And what they've done, like for instance, you know, with each hike, like here's Garfield Peak. Uh, they they give a photo of of the the hike starting point Gar- Garfield Peak Trailhead destination Garfield Peak they give you the difficulty rating how long it's going to take and then the the beauty and the brilliance of this book is that they pair the hike with a beer in this case the Klamath Basin Crater Lake Amber Ale from a local brewery so they've figured it all out for you. They've, I love it. They've got you a they've got you a day hike and they've got you lined up for the brewery you're going to hit after the hike is over. Yep. Wow. Snorkel, if you're nice. listening, you, I know you're writing a book about California waterfalls, you need to pair it with stop with beers. <laughs> you need to stop and write a book about <laughs> hiking and beers, Snorkel, if you're listening. So you can get yeah. the book yeah. on Amazon or at www.beersatthebottom.com. Mm. I looked on Amazon earlier today. It was selling for nineteen ninety nine. It's a pretty um, cool book. It's a really cool book. I would love to see something like wait, this wait, for wait. Colorado. It's called beersatthebottom.com, but the name of the book is Beer Hiking Pacific Northwest. That's correct. That would be mm. a, it a looks great very, book uh, for Colorado. It looks very oh, pictographic as well. Yes. You know, like it's, it's like... It's, it's not a bunch of heavy reading. It, no. it, it's I'll just pass like, this around. It's just like, oh, hey, here's the info. It's yeah. visually here's pleasing. The, yeah, like uh, it's it, a really well done book. Like uh, it's got sort of oh, maybe it's uh, the what, beers what would you call at like, the infographic series. style. Yeah. Good like you know? bathroom. There it is. Bathroom.com yeah. has to be the domain name. All right, Beauty, let's do mailbag. Okay, let's do it. Um, I have a couple of different sources here. So this first one is from we got a. Uh, a secret note. Hello, trail show people. First, I'd like to tell you a bit about myself. I'm not a hiker. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of fat and lazy. But I decided to give the show a listen because I know Special 41 from a long time ago. What? When I found out he had a podcast, I had to hear it. What I expected was a bunch of losers yakking about junk I'm not interested in for two freaking hours. No Try surprise. three or four. <laughs> yeah, no that, yeah, That's too short. That's not what give I found, however. I did find a podcast filled with interesting tidbits of information about hiking and insider information about parts of the country and the world that I'll probably never visit. The world. I find the hosts of this show interesting and funny. I say kudos to to all of you. And please give Special 41 as much of a hard time as you can muster. Thanks, friends. Your secret admirer. Ooh. So, so do you know who this is? I Like, do you know? Was there a name attached to this at all? Like no, no. It was written in blood and sent to us through the mail. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not without any name. I can't even. You're not in the yeah. know. I'm not, yeah, too too many know. secret admirers. That's right. Just That's I, have, I have a yeah, long past, like a so I mean, it could it could so many years of possible right. people. Also, I got an email from Sean Pine, who also sent us the beer this month. Thanks Shout again, out Sean Pine. Says hey, by Sean the Sean Pine them. <laughs> Beaker. His trail name's Beaker, by Beaker. the way. Beaker. By the way, I meant to mention it, nuts to butts is a military thing. Drill instructors yell it to us in basic training when lining up for whatever. Yeah. You'll either hear heel-to-toe ladies or nuts to butts. I don't want to see any space between you and your new best friend in front of you. Or some colorful derivative thereof. Uh, yeah. That's from Beaker. Okay. All right. Good All to right. know. That sounds about Hashtag right. Hashtag nuts to butts continues. Yeah. And then the other thing is uh, somebody sent me, uh, Daniel... 
hugely from Facebook, sent along an article on backpacker.com that had things to yell instead of hay bear when you're in bear country. Okay. So yeah. like, you know, when you're in grizzly bear punch country and you, you do that, you're like, hey bear, and you're clicking your poles. And it gets, it does get really annoying after a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these are other things you can yell yes. in lieu of hey bear. So they came up with this, and I thought that's kind of funny. Maybe I'll share that. But then I decided I read through their stuff, and some of it was a little too corny. Okay. Lame. Lame, but not in like a trail show lame way. So I thought, let's make a new list that has that's better suited for our listeners. Okay? Okay. So here's some 10 things you can yell. So the thing they yell and then why that's effective. Uh, number one, I'm on an elimination diet. <laughs> Bears attack people for Snickers and Slim Jims. They can't get seeds and nut. They can get seeds and nuts from the forest, so they're not interested. Yes. Number two, I'm also a bear. Classic <laughs> fake out. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, here comes the onion. Bear will think the onion will try to steal something from him and run away. <laughs> wow. Sorry, onion. Wow. <laughs> Number four, sounds like Disco is about to do a Donald Trump impersonation. <laughs> how, how dare you? How dare you? Uh, Number five, just a heads up, there's a nice picnic basket about 200 feet down the trail. The bear will thank you for the tip and hurry on its way to the basket. Trail tip. tip. Number six, I'm vegan. The bear will no longer (laughs) want to eat you and will walk away muttering about no marbling on vegans, giving you ample time to escape. Uh, Number seven, thank goodness you're here. Here, take this San San Angelo bar and help me get this boulder moved over there. (laughs) Bears are lazy. We'll run away. Uh, number eight, Avacadabra. We'll no, no, wait. All right. It's Avada Kedavra. Okay. Th- it's, it's from Harry Potter. Yeah, Have you come not on. read Harry Potter? I haven't. Avacadabra. Oh How dare God. you, P.O.D.? Oh come goodness. on. It will only work if you're a dark wizard. Don't mind killing the bear and you have a wand. You also really need to mean it. Wow. Out of order. That's really okay. not leave no trace of you. Okay. My God. Uh, you know, just missed the greatest cultural phenomenon in the last 20 years. <laughs> so Perhaps. You're, you're a big fan Harry, of Harry Potter I world. Am. Harry Potter world is about to not the world, Florida. Just yeah. the books. <laughs> I see. I've never read the books, but the world Me looks like neither. it might be fun. <laughs> I'm going to Harry Potter world in Florida next year, guys. The world. <laughs> I didn't want to tell our friend from the Florida trail that earlier tonight, but we are going there. I'll admit that I kind of want a Harry Potter wand. Okay. Well. I'll bring you one back next year. <laughs> number nine. Uh, number nine, go home, bear. The bear will get distracted, remind you that he, she is already home, and you are actually trespassing. Ooh. And number 10, oh, look, Dilo is about to read a bunch of beer labels. <laughs> that works. <laughs> the bear certainly does not hate itself and therefore will run away. You know what I often actually do when I'm in bear country and I'm like, all right, I, I got to make some noise, is as I'll morph, or I'll morph from uh, Yah Bear to Shomer Shabbos. <laughs> Little Lebowski. So, yeah, reference. you go, you, go, you got to do like seven iterations in between <laughs> that somehow turn turn Yah Bear into Shomer Shabbos. You know, it's it's good. All right, uh, we got one more mailbag item. Okay, out of order. Why don't you read this one? I'm sure people are tired of my voice by now. Okay, I just got home from a fantastic trip to the Collegiate Peak Wilderness. <laughs> wow, I'm doing really well. Wow. You I start that over <laughs> Maybe it's because you only read Harry Potter, bo- Potter books. You don't know how to read anything else. <laughs> I used a previously mentioned method of ginkgo and AA tablets and didn't have any altitude issues other than huffing and puffing on the big climbs. Thanks for sharing the info. My route used sections of both the CT and the CDT-CT West 
I saw a lot of freshly cut blowdowns and wondered if they were sections you all steward and if it was your handiwork. I always say a word of thanks and a little blessing on the trail stewards when I pass by those waist-high, large diameter trunks cut nearly to the edge of the trail. Anyway, thanks again for sharing your method. Consider me another data point for your study of ginkgo and its effects on altitude adjustment. I'm posting an adventure. Look back on my Insta feed at trail underscore turkey. Features a little hashtag lake bagging. All I can say is consult your doctor if you are going to altitude and you plan to use ginkgo and altitude adjustment pills to help your cause. Or not. Or not. I thought AA was antacid. No. <laughs> no. Altitude adjustment. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's not a battery? You don't just eat a battery? <laughs> no. no. Double A battery. Anyway, it ends up, thanks for your work stewarding trails in your area for us lowlanders to enjoy. If you ever want to enjoy some of your, our trail work, central Pennsylvania has some surprisingly remote hiking loops and routes in hardwood forests that are great for fall leaf peeping. Ooh. Ooh. Check out the STS, the Susquehannock. <laughs> Susquehanna? No, Susquehannock. Trail system. Loyal Sock Trail. Laurel Highlands Trail. MST, the Mid-State Trail, and many others. I've done a little hiking on the Mid-State Trail. From Cam. But a long time ago. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, Cam. Right on. Mailbag item number four is a postcard from Bard the Changeling, A.K. Bardicus a la Coco Monument. And I left Bardicus. That, That's I, awesome. I um, left the postcard at home. So. Oh my! Well God. done. Oh. Well done. Well, we'll, That's right. We'll, we'll read that in. Yeah, we'll read that in month. October if I remember it. Right. Okay, Anyways. sounds good. We might get it by January. We'll see. No, I have it. It's it's been sitting on my desk for uh-huh. like a month and a half. I maybe you should take a picture not of it. here. Yeah, I'll, I will. Pod pod. When I get home tonight, I'm going to take a picture of it. Thank you. That's a good idea, Dio. Yeah. And then I will have it. Do we have any donors this month? Yes, we do. We've got uh, Bernard Wolf, hey, Gummy Bear, Wolfenstein. Hey. Looks like he's back out and hiking again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, intri- he's got a new truck too. Yes, I saw that too. Wow, lots of good things going on. Uh, Russ, not fuss, Kinder, Kinder, Craig, Pisco, Gully. What a guy! What a guy! Chris Smith, Gringo, Christmas, the <laughs> the Bobby Walters, <laughs> who's enjoying her vacation. Bobby Walters. By the way, Bobby Walters just went and saw um, Spoken Word with Henry Rollins. And Ooh. I was, yeah, I, I really want to go see him do do his thing one night. But anyway, Bobby, I'm, I'm jealous. Uh, Joshua, bow down to Ja Bowden. Ja. 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 Uh, let's see, Diane Pinkers, Diane. David Vitti, hey, oh, Justin Quality Nulls, Quality, Mister, Mrs. Quality, Quality. Uh, he's got an interesting Instagram too, by the way. FYI, yeah, he's doing a lot of cool stuff. Maybe he's on Facebook. I don't know. Check out his interview on Cascade Hiker. Yeah. I mentioned it before, but it's yeah. it's worth a listen. Jason Lurch, not Church Dane, the Baptist. Why go? Who I think it was him who just recently increased his monthly donation by 13 cents and says that that 13 oh, wow. cents <laughs> can go to Delo's Edibles. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. That'll yeah. get you like one gummy bear a month, maybe. That's all I need, man. Okay. That's all I need. Uh, Ingrid Gerard. Vermont. Vermont. Samuel Emery. The board. The board. The board. Rudy. The board. 
Rudy from CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Hi, hey. Rudy. The enemy. Doing great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's no, an ally. No. Come on, man. Oh. Why you gotta Anybody do that? who's doing a hiking podcast is our enemy. By the way, he's got a new interview with Area yeah, Zoner. It, it's like, Check it out. It's like... It's like D'Lo is Donald Trump, yeah. and we're all the we're all the uncomfortable cabinet every time he opens his mouth. We are the resistance. Well, I mean, that's what happens at this hour of the show. Like, it it's starts true. off, it starts off benign, but towards uh, the end of the show, okay. All right, maybe uh, it doesn't. Maybe Jeffrey, the whole thing is evil. Jeffrey, not Sessions, Caldwell. <laughs> Buddy Sessions, not Sessions, who Sessions who just completed the Colorado Trail. Congratulations! Nice. Officially a long distance hiker. Uh, Pat the Bouncer Dixon. Oh, by the way, boing, boing. We, we got a new submission from Pat, and I oh, almost I almost let's forgot, but I'm going to play it right now. Do you remember 21st night, November? Love is changing her mind, <laughs> pretend I, and I'm chasing the clouds away. <laughs> I want to thank Pat the Bouncer Dixon for that submission. Didn't wasn't Pat Used, didn't he used to be Axel? No, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty, continue, please. Okay. Uh, Stephen the Hustler Russell. You got to know when to hold him. That's right. And when to fold him. and the Brute Bruce. Hey, Brutalize hey, it. Send some more promos, Brute. We we love your promos. Trevor, smoke it if you got it. Bowl, man. Oh, load it up. The Bowman. Renee, Shira, Patrick. Shira. Princess of Power. <laughs> Uh, Wesley, the haggis addict, Greenwood, as you do. I need it. I need my haggis. I need it so bad. Kevin, Chickpea Cross, and Sasha, Honeydew Codet. Garbanzo. Tebow, not Tim Williams. <laughs> Tim Tebow. Uh, Tommy, the meat popsicle, Stevens. Meat popsicle. Yeah, let's right just, on, Can man. we keep moving? Right on. Hey, get, get, by the way, get well soon. Trail show sends you some love, man. And get sue better. The, sue the bastards. That's right. Seriously. Uh, Joseph the Dr. Picararo. Hey. <laughs> can, can, you, can you say that again, but maybe with some confidence? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't because I don't know. I, I, think, uh, I think just, 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 just roll a couple yeah. of R's. It'll be fine. We need a Picararo. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's hey. sounds good. That's very good. Pasta. Okay, then we got our one offs. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Matt Super Thorny Rose. I would just like to point out that uh, that trail name could also be Super T Horny. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't. By we the can't, way, Matt. can't play that. Matt, please. Mr. Super. <laughs> sorry. Super T Horny. Super T Horny Rose. He. Is that a real name? He donated just a few days ago. And when I sent him a thank you, he was like, by the way. You should feature the Superior yeah. Hiking Trail. <laughs> yep. Uh, one one so, of a hundred people that, yeah. Thanks for the go. donation. Sometimes when you donate your wishes, your dreams come true. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, birthdays. The Onion had a birthday. And coming up in October, Mallory Ware, 
daughter of the Curtis Ware. Hey. Oh, Malware. Chardonnay, who hey, sent us Elise some beer and some Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. And Clay Woodward Jacobson. Mr. Attitude himself. That's right. Attitude. Happy birthday. Do we want to um, sing the Onion a Happy Birthday song? Oh, you know what? We haven't opened that mead yet. Let's open the oh, mead. Oh, yeah. Let's get open it open the mead right Let's now. Let's sing the Onion a Happy Birthday song. Because you know what? I've got an empty glass over here. Okay. Is the Onion's Happy Birthday song Ice Ice Baby? Something. <laughs> yeah, it wow. can be whatever we want. Ice, ice Baby. Too cold. Dun, 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 Too cold. Dun, 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 yeah, it could know. be. It could be. That would be great. That's Good that's one, out of order. Pick up the yeah. ice while... Well, we haven't done it yet. We can still do that. Or maybe something by Ice Cube. Oh, yeah. Or Ice Tea. Ooh, Today yeah. was a good we day. Just, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, dum, bum, banana, bum, I got a song for you. You remember? Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Come on, guys. We, we can't. took all of Dilo's eyes away. <laughs> <laughs> and if I find myself in D.C., <laughs> I'm going to get some more eyes, you see. Is that it for mailbag, P.O.D.? And for donors. And donors. So, But I'm about to open the mead from Leocri or Leocri. All right, let's open that mead, okay. and, and, and then we'll go into Ask a Hiker. Did you get any questions this month? Sorry? Were you talking to me, man? Did you get any questions? Put pipe down. For what? For Ask a Hiker. Oh, is it Ask a Hiker time? It is, man. You got to wake up. Somebody somebody, shake him. Oh, yeah. Shake him. Check his pulse, P.O.D. Hold what on. if I just prick him with this knife? Okay. That'll work. I think yeah, that's yeah, assault. You, you could do that. That's cool. Uh, Trash illegal? Yeah, I is got that assault? Uh, he's just consented to it, so. Okay. okay. No. Cool. So nobody's <laughs> guilty. All right. Yeah, whatever. A little man. consensual stabbing between friends. Con- you can <laughs> consent to some things. All right. Yeah, I got some questions. In sure. fact, it looks like I have about four of them. Are you going to read it in that voice? No, 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 no. I'm going to wake up in a minute here. Just a second. Well, we're going to be leaving shortly, so I hope you can get it going. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Kate Howell Trail Show. This isn't really a question, but maybe you could embellish it into one. What, you didn't like my... You're yelling. No, I'm sorry. Just just, keeping your level straight. Okay, I'm sorry. I just resurrected myself. (laughs) All right, here we go. He's the Christ. Macha, macha. Actually, I'm the Antichrist. You're the Magnanti Christ. There it is. Your <laughs> show, number 74, discussion about getting in over your head on hikes, caused me to relive some type 2 terror moments. Events that were thrilling at the time, but seemed unnecessarily risky after the fact. Two contrasting experiences come to mind as I was landscaping and listening to your discussion. Oh, Number one. <laughs> yeah. Grand Canyon, Utah Flats route. Delonation. Definitely type two. Fun in spots. Uncomfortably hot with more exposure than I like. But it's a magical place and well worth the managed risk and effort. Number two. Zion Canyon Angels Landing. Type two terror. Seemed exciting and reasonable at the time, but it could so easily go so wrong. I still shudder at the memory, especially of all the kids up there. Dave. A.K.A. 41253 equals 4 pi gazing in all the directions. Feel free to discuss type 2 trail experiences amongst yourselves. Maybe another time. We don't have enough time tonight. Really? Next question. 
What? Nobody <laughs> has any. No one has any Type Two trail experiences they want to. Yeah, just, like, things maybe a couple. Things that seem exciting, and then it, and later on, you're like, why did I do that? Yeah. I th- no, I think like that there are things that seem scary at the moment, and then later on, it's not as scary. You're right? excited you did it. Oh. Well, yeah, it's it's not fun in the moment. It's only right. fun when you're telling your so friends. So it sounds about like it, uh, it sounds like Special and Triple O have something to contribute to tonight's discussion. <laughs> I I've done Angels Landing. I didn't find that one to be Type Two. I found it to be Type One annoying, which is where you have to just wait for a bunch of people who yeah. are yeah. Like oh, you got to do it slow in the and so, yeah. You got I mean first shuttle or even beat the first. But shuttle even if you there. even if you go up like first thing. Then when you're coming down, you're sure. having to deal with all the people coming up still. So yeah, I mean it's it's cool, but yeah. it's tedious. Okay. <laughs> 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 what else do you have, Dilo? You get any more questions this month? Sorry about that, uh, Dave, aka four one two five three. But we got nothing for you. Yeah. Okay. Question number two. Hey, Trail Show. I've been a listener for a few years now, and every time I'm Back on the trail, back on the trail. I've got back episodes of the trail show in my earbuds to get up that hill. <laughs> oh, yeah, if D-Lo could sing those parts in his Pat Axel Dixon voice, I'd appreciate it. Thank uh, you, you just much. did. Yep, because I read this ahead of time. You're welcome. Anyway, <laughs> next year I plan to hike the PCT. And as a frequent blogger and self-publisher of online hiking-related content, I'd like to publish a series of top (gasps) 10 list articles on my hike for my sponsors. The revenue from these posts will be the primary income that I will use to support my hike. I'm hoping to do a cash-sustainable hike by earning as much money from these articles as I spend while on trail. Good luck. Enjoy ramen. (laughs) (laughs) Let me introduce you to the hiker box. So now that you know my background, my question for Ask a Hiker is, what kind of top 10 lists... Do today's thru-hikers want to read? I hope that you can read this question on your show, discuss it amongst yourselves, and maybe even get some responses from your listeners on the social media waves. Anyway, thank you for all you do, and keep doing God's work. Cheers, Top 10 Gen, PCT Class of 2019. My first recommendation to Top 10 Gen is to create a Top 10 list of things you would yell at a grizzly bear in lieu of oh, yelling, that'd be hey, a bear. Good one. Yeah, and then send it to us. And, yeah. And uh, we'll check that and out. And by okay. the way, the top 10 lists that other through hikers want to read are all inappropriate. So That's I'm not sure point. that your sponsors are going to want to pay for that. Yeah, but they might, but uh, it depends on who your sponsors are. That's really are, what I they're suppose. interested in. You, I, you know, you could do a uh, top 10 things I found in a hiker box that I don't know what they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could do uh, top 10 places that I took a poop. You could talk yeah. to the Noodleheads. They were the yeah. the previous kings and queens of the top ten list. All I got to say is the late Paul Magnanti is rolling in his grave right now <laughs> with this discussion of what sort of top ten things can we publish on my blog to supplement and yeah. satisfy my advertisers and bring in income while I'm out on a through hike. Paul Magnanti is rolling in his grave, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Top 10 things Paul Magnanti hates. <laughs> there you go. There's, that's a good one. There it is. Done. Top top 10 things that will get you mocked by the trail show? Top 10, yeah. top ten things that... Uh, top 10 things other through hikers are going to roll their eyes oh, on. I think there was a third question. Do the top like? 10 yes. things not to ask, what are the top 10 things? I mean... Oh, here you go. Top, just can't top stand 10. That's focus. God, you everybody has missed this 
everybody has missed it. All of you have missed the focus. The focus is not on the top 10 things. The focus is the anti-top 10 things. There should be no top 10 things. There are too many top 10 things on the damn internet. Oh, oh, Dino, please, come back. Oh, God. Come back. Oh, man, he's oh, lost. Please. Man. That's it. That's Dino, it. there's still oh. another Ask a Hiker. Is there's over? still there another Ask a Hiker question. Please you, come back. You need... You need oh. I, I'm sorry. It's okay, oh. man. Take a totally God. Put my headphones down. back on. Thank God he left. We didn't even have to use a yellow jacket this time. <laughs> 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 there's just too many <laughs> things on the internet. But that's the point. That was our point, Dilo. It's ridiculous. You know what? Maybe we should table that third question. No, no, actually, okay. we table guys, it's, guys, table it's short and sweet. The next ones we are really fun. The They're yeah. like less controversial. Okay. Four questions? I don't, I don't think I'll get that Okay, keep going. Let's go. Are let's they, go. Are, they, are these all real? Our host has to get to bed. Okay. And so do I. Question number three. <laughs> I've, I've got some, some coke I've got to do. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, wait. I've got to go to bed, too. <laughs> question number three. Hi there. I just found out about this podcast. I'm really enjoying it. I especially like Still? to listen to it while doing my tax <laughs> declaration or while being at the dentist. <laughs> one question. How can I l- listen to episodes 1 through 30? I really would like to get all episodes. Cheers, Simon. P.S. Work is the curse of the drinking class. Mm. So, Dilo, I think you're the most equipped to speak to his question, and I think we've had this question before. Why can't people get episodes 1 through 30 on iTunes? Or because by default, podcast readers would prefer not to have more than 50 episodes in their RSS feed. So, therefore, since we happen to be at about episode 75, yep. the first 30 episodes of our show, 25 episodes of our show, are missing in the ether. But... They are all available for you on thetrailshow.com, which you can access via your desktop, laptop, or mobile device. You just have to flex your mobile device skills if you choose to listen to episodes 1 through 30 on your device offline. Excellent. The internet is your friend. Thanks for bringing everyone up to speed. Yes. Question number four. That's right. I don't know. Should we table this uh, one for another week? Yeah, let, let's another month. Let's save Why? it for next month, yeah. Dilo. We're out of time, man. We're big out. time. This this one is heavy. Yeah, yeah. Let, this, let's one this one is heavy. Oh my god! Ooh, this is a good one. Yeah, that that could last a while. Yeah, yeah and we don't have a no. while. We, we could probably do a bonus show on that. Yeah, question. I'm actually <laughs> thinking about doing a bonus show at the gathering. So maybe I'll ask that question. Wow, that's that would crazy. be actually that would be a good question for uh, a bonus show. You should have uh, your Mr. Triple O. And as the uh, guest of honor at that bonus show. Well, he won't be there, but he would be good for he that would show. Be really good, yeah. All right, let's talk about tent stakes. Oh, let's do it. God, I love tent stakes. Who's with me? What happened to the music? Not me, man. They're just so utilitarian things that you hammer into the ground. What's no, so sexy Grizzly, about that? They just that? hold you in place. Grizzly, they're they're multi utilitarian. Yes, Grizzly had an alternate use for a tent stake he was discussing earlier. Well, I think we were jokingly saying we could use it as a shish kebab. Why is that? Wasn't why a joke. That was not a joke, man. That's serious. Nobody was laughing, Grizzly. Grizzly, Grizzly, dude, you gonna come in here? Sorry, I'm sorry. You gonna drink the beer? And you're gonna make fun of our ideas. Of the tent special, special like feels like. Dude, I thought we were cool, man. Yeah, no. Let's see the tent steak. It's hard, man. He's a tent steak man. Yeah, the shish kebab. 
out of uh, order. I think I think you were the one that. that how does that, it work, man? Or a marshmallow skewer. Right. Well, it's a it's a complicated thing. You really gotta be focused, but you take the <laughs> pointed end and you stick it into something, <laughs> and then you take that and put it in a fire. So you stab food. Yeah. And there then roast yeah, it on fire. It, yeah. And so it, so it's an implement as well. It's a it, it's an eating and cooking implement. And then you take that food covered tent stake and you use it to guy out your tent yeah. while you're in bear country. That's yeah. right. Perfect. It's it's especially useful in, wow. uh, in grizzly wait, country. What's so where, cool about that uh, is if the you're bear trying is to not become gonna, a statistic. The bear is not going to come into your tent. The bear is just going to eat the food off the stake outside your tent and go it's away. Not even, it's not even going to do that. It's just going to gently lick at your tent stakes. Yeah. Oh, so in the morning, you'll just like wake up and there'll be There'll be bear, bear slobber, slobber all yes, over your guy lines slobber, or the corner of your bear tent. Slobber. Yeah, so that's uh, that's our our, our uh, tent steak review. Wait, is, um, have you ever seen to bear make slobber special? Oh god, oh, here have we go. I seen some bear slobber? <laughs> that's another bonus show. <laughs> By the way, we opened the mead. What do you guys think? It's a little sweet Good. for me. A little sweet. Heavy. I do prefer it's dry. Cool. I don't know dry what meads, it is. But, but but it is it is nice. Thank you, Leocri. Super super fragrant. I must say. And thanks to everyone for tuning in today. A big thanks to Grizzly for schooling us on the Superior Hiking Trail. Mucho Finally, my pleasure. A big thanks to Alex Stigliano of the Florida Trail Association. Check out the FTA at www.floridatrail.org. And remember, if you rush a gator and it doesn't run, send him all your hate mail. Send him all your hate mail. <laughs> a large thanks goes to Sean Pine and Leocri. Sean, thank you for all the Virginia beers. And Lacry, thank you for the mead. Uh, we've put both to great use this evening. Yes, we have. Oh. And we have a few more to go. Thanks goes to our nameless trail show VIP that is letting us record in his basement this evening. Thank you. <laughs> right, thank right on, man. And much, thanks and praise. Appreciated. Go to all our monthly PayPal donors. Get yourself a trail show koozie and some stickers <laughs> for a $15 or more <laughs> donation at thetrailshow.com. Stickers. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, on Twitter at Trail Show, on Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show, on the Stitcher app, the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, and of course on iTunes. Another Trail Show has come and gone, but don't fret. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, for the Princess of Darkness, Special 41, Triple O, D-Lo, and Grizzly, I'm Disco. Ciao. Sky God. Sky God. <laughs> Megafauna, nanofauna, bears life, microfauna. <laughs> Don't squish me. <laughs> nanofauna, picofauna. <laughs> That's a show. Uh, <sighs> I felt like a. <laughs> <laughs> Here are no lofty peaks seeking the sky, no mighty glaciers or rushing streams wearing away the uplifted land. This is the perfect gift for the diehard trail show enthusiast and newcomer of... <laughs> Your listeners have expressed a strong interest. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> <It doesn't> make... <laughs>
Our listeners have expressed a strong. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I got this. Our listeners have expressed a strong interest. <laughs> Our listeners have expressed. <laughs> so this November, look for the Trail Show beer label reader. <laughs> come on, come on, man! I would. You can't. St- I would have had it. 